This is the Green Machine Live, and um, well, we're here to really just go through the embers of last night. I'm David, your host. Uh, we've got Nick. Welcome back, Nick. And Ken. Is this a rebranding, Ken? Is it? Or have you just completely lost faith now in Stephen Ken? You don't want anything to do with him whatsoever. You've even gone and changed your name by Deepold. Is that what's happened there? Yeah, I've, I've had to distance myself to a lot of negative comments and a lot of hashtag Kenny out and stuff. So uh, I said I'll have to rebrand as Ken and uh, distance myself uh, as I'm not going out anywhere. <laughs> You'll be Barbie by next week, uh, David. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Well, well, I mean, you're not going anywhere, Ken, are you? Because, like, no, I'm, I'm calling you Kenny. I'm not calling you Ken. Uh, but you won't be going anywhere, really, will you? Because obviously, you know, you have a baby now. So that's it. Your Ireland days yeah. are over. I was given permission to go to Ireland matches, and and that's it. So that's that's the only thing I have, and uh, you know it's a very joyous occasion watching Ireland play as it was, as it was last night. You yeah, know. I, 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 I can see fun. I can see the joy just emanating from your pores, lads, and, and Nick as well. Um, yeah, we we had fun here. We we did the um, we had a bit of a technical snafu. Um, for my first solo one, if anyone, yes, I, I did forget, actually, to, it wasn't technical snafu. I actually just forgot to plug in my microphone <laughs> about 30 seconds into it. So sorry about that. Anyway, so as always, for our lovely listeners listening at home or watching or wherever you are, um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your comments. Uh, what do you think of Kenny? I'm going to I'm gonna put it out here right now. I still believe in Stephen Kenny. I still believe in Stephen Kenny. Tell me why. Prove me wrong. Give me those comments your abuse i want to hear it i'm not like ken down there i do believe in the stephen kenny project <laughs> and i believe that um i i am like alan partridge on the christmas special i really believe that this show it, it, it's still going good so let me hear your comments and we'll read them out during the show keep them tasteful or, or even not just 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 anything for a bit of crack um it was good to, so lads how did you obviously i was stuck here in blighty but but you lads were at the match um nick there was actually um I, I didn't want to say this to you just yet, but there's actually somebody sent in a picture of you. He saw you at the match. All right. Actually, yeah, you got a little clip of you here. Here, have a look. Oh, lovely. There's Nick. Ah, there I am, yeah. Yeah, wearing your half-and-half half jersey. Good man. I actually saw that guy uh, as I was leaving the ground. and um, Down steps. I, I was kind of like... Is, I was, uh, you know, when you you know when you see something like that first and you're like, Jesus, someone wouldn't actually do that where... Uh, the half England, half Ireland. Uh, it's like those inter-county jerseys, you know, the half the half county jerseys. And uh, I went to take a picture of the guy, and then I said, ah, no, I'll, I'll leave it. And then, you know, like a couple of hours later, it's all over balls.ie and everything. Um, yeah, did you say it was that... Paddy Power, David? You reckon it's Paddy Power doing a little, uh, well, a little uh, bit of publicity? Well, actually, uh, somebody commented on it that they spoke to him and said that it was a bet. Uh, all oh, right, right. It for a bet, apparently. But as some fella said, he was still a muppet anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching this, by the way, whoever you are, come come on the show, um, and you know, set set the score. Uh, set, let's settle the score. Uh, before we get to the comments, lads, was your first time back to Lanson Road uh, for a couple of years there? Um, how did you How did you find it? With, with good atmosphere for twenty five thousand. Yeah, well, I. I thought the atmosphere was was quite good uh it yeah. had been quite a while it was kind of bubbling around the ground beforehand five o'clock kickoffs a bit different bubbling a bit afterwards str- as well <laughs> yeah it's a bit strange and it was 
it was nice to 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 just see a couple of the lads. Uh, the way the the tickets were allocated, though, being a season ticket holder, usually have our same spot where we go and kind of you you talk to the same lads and the same kind of opinion. You have a good bit of crack there, but it was yeah. kind of all over the place. So you're in a, a different different setting there. Um, but it was bubbling up. Everybody was really excited for the game, and there was a real positive attitude. Uh, most of the conversations that I overheard were talking about how we we did so well the other night against Portugal. Let's let's build on this. Uh, people talking about a great attacking lineup was the the undercurrent from people where they're like, "Oh, Parrot is there as well, Connolly. Yeah. Let's give him another go." And 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 Oida up front, and everybody was kind of really buzzing buzzing for the game. That was the early atmosphere, anyway. Uh, <laughs> that was the pre kickoff atmosphere. Nick, how did yeah. you get on? Where, where were you? Were you in the premium seats with your malahide head on you? <laughs> no, it was he stand up there, so I was up in the gods. Oh, uh, tend to tend to kind of go for there. No, I, I, I've been, uh, yeah, but down with yeah. the plebs, over the plebs. You know, I was um, I I've been to the ground uh, for the Europa Conference games with with Bose, so it, it wasn't my first time back in Lansdowne Road for for a couple of years, but first international naturally in about two years. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, very positive atmosphere, even though towards the end, you know, plenty of encouragement. Um, yeah, I mean, plenty of booze at the at the final whistle as well. But it was it was great to be back. Like it really was. I mean, it's it's. Um, I love international days, and I, I love I love getting to the ground. So it was it was super lovely to be back. But but sadly, not the not the result we really wanted, or not the performance we no. wanted either. No, we weren't. Uh, and actually, before we just continue on, we're just going to look into some comments here um, that are coming in. So, folks, do keep your comments coming in. We will read them as we go. Um, so, Shane Daly, was the team selection wrong? Why didn't we go with the same eleven as Portugal? I think that's an interesting one, lads. I I don't see why he didn't go with the with the same eleven. I mean, I thought Doherty had one of the very best, one of his best performances in an Ireland shirt, uh, down bombing down the left uh, wing. Uh, I thought Seamus Cohen was excellent on the right. Um, obviously, Daryl O'Shea was injured, but Andrew Abamadeli uh, came on, and I thought he fit perfectly. Jamie McGrath, why wasn't he on the pitch? I can understand taking Hendrick off because, well. It's fucking useless. But other than that, like, why? We we say we say what we think on this show. Don't worry, we're not affiliated with, with anyone. Uh, we don't handle. Uh, <clears throat> never mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, why why go with why change it? I mean, I mean, it, it worked again. It almost worked against Portugal. You know, why go with a different eleven? Why tweak? Why bring James McLean in? I think the the formational change. I kind of called for that beforehand, didn't I? I kind of said if we go for a a three four three, we'd uh, we blitz them out wide, and sure they because because they usually play with a with a five three two, and I said if we play with a winger and a wing back, we're going to absolutely blitz them out wide. But then they went they went four three three, didn't they? Azerbaijan. So, I mean the the systematic change, or not even the systematic change, but the formational change, I think was was spot on. But it was the it was the personnel, wasn't it? And I mean. We've spoken about workload in the last week, haven't we? Because they still had to play Serbia. Mm. We had to win. I mean, look, I, I, I don't think we were going to the World Cup after three losses, but we had to win that game against against Azerbaijan. And yeah. I'd never been in favour of seeing Doherty play on the left, but but he was excellent there for Portugal, wasn't he? And I mean, McLean, I mean, even based on, on his cameo against Portugal, he kind of showed that there's a reason he's gone to, he's gone back to League One. <sighs> Apart from that, like, I mean, Aaron Connolly, probably should have come out. There was more lads that probably should have come out of the team. Oma Bambadele uh, will feel hard done by as well. Because Seamus Coleman, same as Everton, he's most effective further up the pitch. He's not Kyle Walker. We seem to think that he's he's going to play this Kyle Walker role. Kyle Walker's a great player. 
Seamus Coleman's a great player, but Seamus Coleman will serve Ireland best further up the pitch. And I don't understand why Kenny's brought McLean in, shifted uh, Coleman further back and left the likes of Omar Bamadele out. I don't know why he's brought um, why he's brought Malumbi in. He's always saying how he wants lads playing regularly. Malumbi hasn't played a first team match in I don't know how long. Even even when when he, when he was at Preston, he hadn't played for months. Yeah. So the, the logic kind of defies uh, the reality of it all. But could he have gone unchanged from Portugal? I don't think so. I think he should have. I think he should have made changes. But unfortunately, in my opinion, anyway, maybe not not in others, but I don't think they were the right changes. Okay. Uh, sorry, just a question's come in here. I have to put it out of the way. Martin Prendergast, where's the doll David Dunn? There, there she is in her box waiting to be used. Um, Kenny, Ken, Kenneth, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, want to say the, don't want to say the Kenny word around you. Um, so, obviously, you know, as Nick has said there, there's tactical changes. Obviously, um, Azerbaijan, a bit of a different kettle of fish, harder to break down, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you make of the... the not... What, what did you make of the team, Kenny? Kenny put I, out here. Yeah, I was, I was, I was worried from the start. Uh, I thought it was very, it was very strange. Um, no. decide, deciding to change you know, left wing back. Matt Doherty, you know, as a, as a player, performed very well in the Premier League uh, over a couple of seasons. He's not at his best at the moment, obviously, but he's been performing quite well, and he's done well in the Premier League. He's played for Ireland, and he has done awful. He's never had a great game. He was switched to centre back for Wales game. He played brilliantly in that game, and then he played in the left wing back position. He's not played there because Enda Stevens has had that position nailed down for a good number of years. But he was phenomenal against Portugal. He was one of our better best players on the pitch. He played in that role. He was comfortable. Him and Connolly linked up very well. Connolly's end product was a source of frustration for a lot of fans, a lot of comments on the night, but him and Connolly played really well down that left flank together against Portugal. It did not make sense to move him. It didn't make sense to, to put Seamus back into a kind of back three, although he did he did bomb on a lot. It didn't make sense to put him there. As we said already, um, Obama Daly played brilliantly. He was, he was fine when he came on. Leave him there. And, and I think that decision, and that decision alone cost him the result. Uh, Seamus was was at fault for the goal. Uh, he didn't close down his man. He had ample opportunity to stop him from having a shot coming in on the box. I think a young lad in Obama Daly would have gone in and gone in hard on the ball, made sure to win that tackle. He wouldn't backed off him and he wouldn't let him have a shot. And also Doherty, I think, would have played better with, with Connolly because James McLean was given a chance against Portugal. And again, you could point to him for, for one of the goals. He didn't close down the cross. What's, what's he done at, at the left-back position? He's not done very well. Uh, from me, apart from him working with Stephen Kenny from a young age, I don't know why he gets in there ahead of Ryan Manning, for example, to even change it if he was going to change it. McLean change didn't make sense because you know McLean's playing at a lower level at the moment. He's not playing regularly. He's just got his move to, to back to Wigan. He's played a couple of games, but Manning's in there week in, week out. He's playing quite well at the moment. I don't know what he's done, if you were going to change it, but 
personally, I thought the change was wrong. And uh, before the game, it was the one thing I was going, this just doesn't look right, didn't sit right with me. And we've seen how they lined up then when they went onto the pitch because some people were were wondering where they're going to, maybe Doherty was still going to stay on the left and McLean was going to go towards and join the strikers and stuff like that. But it didn't work out. And ultimately, I think that's what lost them. Well, drew, drew the game for us and lost us that goal. Yeah. Just uh, some more comments here. Uh, John Harper, whether you believe in him or not, do the FAI believe in him? And will he be sacked if he loses on Tuesday? Lads, no. do you reckon? No. No. You don't he, think he's... he's I don't think so. I think, well, I think there's there's two reasons to this. I I mean, it, we hear whispers, don't we, that that there's certain people within the FAI that, that don't fancy Kenny, don't we? But there are whispers, and we, we don't know. And um, rumors yeah, circulate, but... don't they? Yeah, but they're sometimes they're they're leaks and sometimes they're kites, though, aren't they? I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. They're they're testing the, the public opinion. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't think he'll be gone. We we keeps coming back to this question as well. I think I think I heard someone say bring in Anthony Barry, um, you know, for, for the rest of the campaign or whatever. I mean, you have to look at who who else is available and Big Sam, you know, well, Big Sam, Eddie Howe, lads like that. Can we afford them? Can we afford to sack Kenny? I think what's going to happen is they'll get to the end of the the campaign and they will they'll, they'll weigh it up. I think he's I don't think he's going to be sacked regardless. I think we could have lost Azerbaijan yesterday, and I think we could we could lose to to Serbia on Wednesday. And I don't think he's going to be sacked if we get a result against Serbia. And if we have the look, it's Azerbaijan. We we should be beating Azerbaijan. But if we draw against Azerbaijan and get a result against Serbia, draw or a win, it's very hard to get rid of him then uh, theoretically. Because I mean, as I said, like on on the the bare face of it, you'd say, well, that's simply not good enough. That's that's not Irish football. But there's so many more implications. This is there. The, the finances aren't there. Uh, can they really justify sacking them? Uh, but th- there has there has been certain improvements on the pitch. The results aren't there though, and and it's results which which ultimately ultimately get managers sacked, isn't it? When is his contract up? Because I think his contract's up at the end of this campaign, isn't it? So yeah, there's, there's literally no point in sacking him. They're, they're not going to sack him. Contract's no. up at the end of the campaign. May as well just leave him at it. But I, I, I'd worry he's, he's been given a lot more responsibility than just the first mm. team senior squad as well. And maybe that was possibly a bit of a mistake. That's uh, he's got his, he's got, he's got his eye on everything top down, not just the senior team on its own. You know, it's spreading not- his philosophy across everywhere. And you know he's obviously got a good uh, relationship with Jim Jim Crawford being the under twenty one manager, um, but I just think he's he's probably over involved, and uh, maybe that's that that's to his detriment. Yeah, I, I actually I, I sorry, I, I actually I, I actually wrote about this a couple of years ago when when he was appointed. That I don't know the, the actual go. title that he has. What, what was it in, Nick? <laughs> what was it in? Let's hear it. I'm not 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 let's say not let's say. No, go, go ahead. Good. A, an out an outlet that uh, James McLean doesn't like. But um, no, I, I I did kind of make comments about this about this role that he had, and at the time, I, I Kenny hadn't even taken a, a senior game. He was still the twenty one manager, and I re- I remember thinking this is excellent. I mean, I was like from a never mind like a management of a team or management on the pitch. I was like management off the pitch. Look at what he did with Dundalk, and I said this is an excellent role. However, let's say, and at this stage, I didn't think I didn't envisage that we would be in this situation this time last year. I certainly didn't. I, I I thought we would be playing excellent football, getting results. I certainly didn't think we'd be losing to Luxembourg. And I kind of thought, this is all well and good. But if things don't work out, they will work out. But if things don't work out, what's going to happen? I mean, what's going to happen with this role? Because not only are you losing the senior Ireland manager, 
but you're overhauling things and you're having one person kind of overseeing the senior side down to whatever under 15 under 14 level and then if he's gone within a year you're overhauling again and and the fbi really have to consider this as well and you can't um you can't just sack him as senior or not even sack him as senior manager what what they could do is you could see a situation where his contract expires and like a lot of past FAI employees, maybe not senior managers, but he could step into that role where he is seeing things from the, from the top to the bottom. Um, would there be a conflict of interest there? Possibly. Because how would he feel about the new senior manager coming in? So there's there's so many layers to this, lads. Like There, there really is so many layers to this. I, I, don't, I, I think his contract is going to be extended. Um, should it think- be? I don't know. But, but, but I just can't see. I can't see anyone being lined, lined up to come in. And I think they got him in with the vision that he would implement his philosophy and that he would see things from the top to the bottom. And they can't just break that after a year. Like they can't, even, even if we're not getting results, it would be another overhaul. And then we could end up in another really bad situation. But the, but the kind of, as I said, the, the cash 22 is that are the results going to keep plummeting. And as I said, lads, another thing that keeps getting forgotten is our coefficient. Like how, like, because it's going to set us up badly for the next campaign and the next campaign after that. So it's, I, it's, it's too, a, it is a big mess, I think. It is a big I, mess. I'm not too worried about the rankings, you know, and, and, and the seeding. You, you mean the coefficient like the seedings and, and, and where we're going to be the for seedings, next campaign? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not too worried about that because, I mean, I think we fell to, what was it, 67th um, under Trapattoni. Um, I think I think 60th or something like that under Mick as well. Um 96 97 we, we, we plummeted you, you, you can get those back up you know it's when you get to sort of like top 20 then it gets a bit but you, you can fly up the rankings with a couple of victories here and there the pro the problem is though <laughs> the, with the coefficient that we had going mm. into this campaign we got a fairly decent draw i mean we should be beaten i mean uh, look we've we've had discussions no, on there, haven't, yeah. haven't we and, and, and some people are saying well irish football has gone to the stage where we, where we are at the level of luxembourg and azerbaijan i completely disagree with that but, but we should be beating Azerbaijan. We should be beating Luxembourg. That Serbia team that we played in Belgrade was poor. We should be getting a result against them. We nearly beat Portugal the other night. In another campaign or in another draw, if we're fourth seeds or, or even fifth seeds, which it could, it could end up being at this stage, you're going to have a Portugal. You're going to have a Serbia. Then you're going to have another strong team in there. And now people say there's not much between the third or fourth seeds. But the lower down that coefficient we are, the harder it is to rise back up it. Um oh. I, I, I don't especially I, I don't, especially in the in, in the current situation yeah, I, feel. I, 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 I I think we I think we had teams and we had squads in the past that could have risen back up but at the moment I, I, I'm just afraid we're going to get stuck in a rut to be to I, I don't think we're in a rut I mean I don't agree with that I, I think you can bounce outside between third and sixth um, quite easily with just a, a run of results personally that, that's my opinion um, I, I think in terms of um, I mean, let's be honest. Football in Ireland has been in the shit for the last twenty plus years, right? That's not going to make headlines because we all know that. But you have you have countries like Azerbaijan. Now we should be beating them, of course, and you have Luxembourg and all that. But these guys have been planning and they've been pumping money into. Um, let's have a look here. Actually, I've got um, I've got a, got some. I've got this little chart here that we we had a look at look at earlier. Um, you oh. It's kind of screwed that one there. But Azerbaijan, anyway, that they're at the top of that chart. You can't actually see that, unfortunately. But the number of full-time employees per academy, and Azerbaijan have 26. 
full-time employees per academy and we're down the bottom of that with nothing with zero you know is this a case of the situation we find ourselves in now this is what i think lads i i, I think we have to stick with stephen kenny um i know it's going to piss a lot of people off i don't care i'm the host it's my show go say what i want um but it's it's a case of i think the old way the way we used to do it, where we throw a few bangers into the team get a few you know players that maybe you know, championship players sort of get him in at 26, 27 because he didn't get in in England and then get a, a manager to sort of knit something together. I, I think that's passe. I think we start to see the end of that approach um, with Mick McCarthy because it wasn't really, we weren't great under Mick. We we scraped past Gibraltar. We were lucky to beat Gibraltar home and away. We were lucky to beat Georgia at home and, you know, we didn't do much against him away. Like, I think this has been coming a very long time. I think what people fail to see with the whole Stephen Kenny thing and, and as Kenny right sorry ken rightly said was that it, it, it's he's not just the international manager you know he's not just hired to look at the internet the, the management team like mick would be or martin o'neill would be he's taken over the whole lot uh and he may you know he, his eyes may be a bit bigger than his belly um in terms of that and, and obviously the support that he has i mean how many people in the fei are actually up to the caliber or have the same vision as stephen kenny obviously got jim um the under-21s coach, Jim Crawford. I was going to say Jim Gannon for a second. Jim Crawford, you know, but he's taken on so much because there's so much work has to be done. And I, I think he's a bit unfortunate uh, with that. I, I still believe in him. Um, he needs to learn, though, doesn't he? He really needs to learn from his mistakes. And, and he is sort of giving the opinion that he's not learning, which is very frustrating, you know. And I thought he tried to get too cute, and too clever, with, you know, the workload, this, that, and, and the other. Just, just play the team you did against Portugal and just go for it. They, they played so well. You, you found a lovely balance at the back. You know, Seamus Coleman was fantastic going forward. It's just, it's really frustrating. Ken, I never asked you, Ken, do you think you should be kept on past his contract? The, what, what the frustrating part for me, and you, you've already kind of made the point and, and why I am starting to start to think, okay, maybe long term, he's not going to do it. Is He's not learning from his mistakes the mistakes that he's made that's one thing and then the other thing is that he's not practicing what he's preaching as well he's talked about players getting regular game time and he'll want to have them included he seems to have brought through and forced through some under 21 players that he trusted from his time in the under 21s so jason malumbi aaron Connolly, adam ida and troy parrott he had them the under 21s they served them brilliantly they played great and he pushed them forward. He has them all pushed forward into the senior side. But they haven't kicked on in their club career in the main for the four of them. I mean, Parrott's only getting regular game time now. Uh, dropped down to, to, to League One. Oida as a replacement. He comes on. He plays a couple of games. I think he scored maybe six goals in club level. Six or seven goals altogether. Connolly's taken five, maybe ten steps backwards from where he was. Uh, and then Malumbi hasn't played at all in, in club level in since what the back end of last year. He had a few games for Preston, so he's putting those guys in the team, and they're getting in there. They're in there ahead of other people, and people are saying, "Well, we don't have the players." That was one of the things. Well, he does mm. have players playing regular football, and they're playing at lower levels. They're playing maybe in the championship. We've got Shawnee Maguire, for example. He's played for Ireland a good few times. I think he's played six or seven games this season. He's got a couple of assists. He's played more football than Aaron Connolly, i.e. he should be in there ahead of him. He's got Scott Hogan as well. He's 
first choice for Birmingham again this season. I think he's got a couple of goals this season as well. He's not even got to look in at the squad. He's picking players who he's worked with personally and trusted before, and he's calling them back in, even though he's pre preached, I want players playing regularly, and then they'll get their chance, you know. So there's even more. I could go down the list. There's a lot more other players who, who, who haven't been near the squad who are playing more football than guys that are getting the pitch. Well, here's, here's a comment. Let's have a look at this one from Darren Sweeney. Uh, we say you want your comments. What a load of what a load of shit going on here. He has to be sacked ASAP. The games left are um, uh, to build Kenny is scaring up and coming players away. Who would want to play this shit? All Kenny's fault. Whoever you are up top, um, top right talking shit. You keep contradicting yourself, Capon. Way Nick. <laughs> thank, thank, thanks, Darren. Um, thanks for that. Oh, uh, just, just let me know how I'm contradicting myself, and that's fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll address that because oh. I don't know, I don't know what you mean by that. Maybe, yeah, fair enough, Darren. I mean, in a way, like I'm, I'm kind of saying, Kenny, uh, Ken, the only man talking sense. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, the rebrand, the rebrand. I know, I know. To be fair, no, 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 Darren. <clears throat> no, I don't know him. No, it's a fair point, Darren, because in one breath, I'm kind of... See, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm so torn on this. Don't back and, off, Nick. No, no, no. Well, well David, have I, not, have I not said to you, to, to both you lads today, that I am torn on this? Because in one way, I'm kind of thinking, if we sack him, first of all, what's the contingency? And then, as you said, there's the bigger implication where if he is in the—I don't know the name of this role—but he is in that kind of technical role where he's overseeing everything. So if we if we sack him, we're back to square one again, aren't we? And then that kind of hmm. you know that that kind of brings us into a, a different scenario. If we stick with him, there there's been, as I said, the the fact that we're introducing youth is um, is progression in my eyes, anyway. Uh, the fact that we're actually playing a better style of football is progression in my eyes as well. However. Football's about results, isn't it? So you see, I'm I'm confused. I don't, Darren. Give me a bit of slack here. This is a confusing situation here. I I yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Like I mean, in my opinion, anyway, and I've said I've said this over and over again. I don't think our players are so bad that we should be losing or drawn with with the likes of Luxembourg, with the likes of Azerbaijan. Our players, and I said again, I said this off air. We have players who are training every day with international players, who are playing against international players every week. And we should be beating them. The, the argument against Azerbaijan is they had is a quarterback, the, the team that seems to always be playing in Europe. So the argument is you have a lot of European experience in that Azerbaijan team, even though their domestic league isn't, isn't up to scratch or whatever. Luxembourg had is a Dudelange who played Bowes a few weeks ago. A lot of their players play for them in the Europa League twice in the Europa League group stages. So we are coming up against two minnow teams who have a lot of European experience domestically. Um, but as I said, our lads are playing against French internationals, Portuguese internationals, whatever, every single week. And they should be, we, we can't be saying, well, let's blame the FAI. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's blame Kenny. Let's do this. Let's do that. Where's Aaron Connolly been? Where's his... Uh, where's his eagerness to improve his game? We could be having a very, very different argument if, if so many young players actually hit their potential. Um, but Jared Darren, fair enough. I am I, I am contradicting myself. But as I said, it's because I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm Kenny in. I don't know if I'm Kenny out. I just, I just, I'm looking at all the arguments and I'm taking them all on. And I don't, I don't know what the solution is, 
to be brutally honest. But Darren, fair point. I'll 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 take that. I'll take that. I am talking shit. David's comment here, um, you know, Hogan and Maguire, half, half the players that 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 Parrot and, and Oidak will become. Yeah. And and that's that's a, that's a great point to, to make. I mean, Scott Hogan's had a chance, Shawnee Maguire's had a chance. But the difference between them and the other two at the moment is they're actually playing week in, week out. They got they're fresher. They're able to yeah, to come, come on, on and play the ninety minutes. And then come you've on. got another another side of the coin is, are you pushing players through too young, where they're not actually ready for it, and you're probably in the long run you're you're doing more harm than good in playing these guys. You know you, you need you need an, an area of when you're bringing through some young players. Generally, if you go for a total revolution rather than an evolution, and you you change every player to a young player, they start getting lost. They become headless chickens at times. They don't know. They haven't got a senior head there showing them the way. They get worried. From me, I would have preferred to see somebody experienced up alongside some of these players each time they play to to help them along not that their experienced guys are fantastic either but it just helps that that young player develop and develop better i think these these guys have have gone i can i'm going to get selected for ireland even though i'm not playing for my club at all uh why why it really annoys me is it's because something that the manager who's his ethos breeds through the whole team it's his it's his philosophy he's in charge and he's saying if you play regularly at your club that's what i want the one players playing regularly at their club there's players playing regularly at the club and they're not getting included, you know? So there, there's even more than just those. Those were the striking options. Uh, I have other guys in the championship level who are playing more games than people who are on the pitch. Players like Jordan Shipley at, at, at Coventry is one player who's played regularly in the championship now. Uh, Callum O'Hare is another one who wants to wants to play for us. Sam uh, Schmodic, he got a call up for Hungry Game. Uh, he's played regularly for Peterborough. He's not being thought of again here you know so th- there's there's him saying he wants players playing regularly but those who are playing regularly at that level they're not getting included they're not getting they're not getting involved and i think realistically we need players playing regularly and if they're not they lose their touch uh, the portugal game is a big a big example where we lost because two late goals in the game we have some players on the pitch who weren't getting regular game time they're probably wrecked towards the end of the game. He should have substituted them a bit earlier. We've all agreed on that, and ultimately, that's cost them, cost us, cost us in, in this campaign. You know, the big, the big problem is, and, and Ken, I mean, you're you're hitting the nail on the head in terms of the the lads who are playing regularly. But the unfortunate thing is, like everyone that we're naming, and, and these are the realistic options, they aren't they aren't better than the more experienced lads, and the more experienced lads just aren't playing. Because I mean, like I, I would have had Connor Harrahan starting yesterday instead of Malumbi. And then Harahan comes on, he's been absolutely rubbish, mainly because he's not sharp. So it's it's such a tricky situation. As I said, some of our some of our lesser players are getting game time and some of the more experienced yeah. lads they're they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and, but but and, you, you when you when you make the statement to the team, you come out to the media when you get the job and you you tell your team and your players, you play regularly at a club level and I'll have a look at you and I'll I'll get you involved. And that's what you say as as a person. And I'm your boss. I'm Stephen Kenny. I'm your boss. I'm telling you, Nick, you're there at your club. You get in there, play week in, week out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my arm around you. I'm gonna call you up, uh, and then you go and you see 
Jason Malumbi hasn't played and he gets he gets a start. It just it 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 creates a, the wrong atmosphere amongst the players where they're going. It doesn't really matter what I do. The Stephen Kenny lad doesn't fancy me, and it becomes personal. Like like Shani Maguire, for example, he's he's worked with him before. He's 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 not getting looked at. He's getting looked he, at he the is, squad. Same with, same same with Scott shit, Hogan. Yeah, yeah, never done it for This is this is the tricky this is the tricky situation. Like yeah. Maguire is Maguire is one of the lads getting game time, but but he he doesn't do it for us. The other the other funny like the, the point is as well like this whole idea of lads actually doing it and getting the chance. Like I mean Troy Parrott and I said this is already lads. I mean Troy Parrott showed last season that that he tries playing more central, either as a center yeah. forward or playing behind the center forward. And he showed that he really floats out of games when he's playing on the wing. And where does yeah, so Kenny play him on, on the wing? On the right. <laughs> yeah, he sticks <laughs> yeah, him on yeah, the wing. Absolutely, bring him on, stick him on the right. And that's that's my point about the young players bringing him in too early. Tell them to do something they're not used to. I'm like, what's what's going on here? Okay, Troy, I've seen you play. You scored some goals for us against Andorra. You got the two goals. It was it, it was great for him personally. Uh, I want you to come on, and you know what? I want you to do a job on the right hand side there and try and pick up the ball a bit and cross it into the box. Can I answer this? Can I answer this one on Darren? Because I, I want to redeem myself with Darren, even though he's going to think about. Just, just don't contradict yourself now. Nick, he's going to. Okay? He's going to think. He's going to think I'm a prick anyway. But I'll try. I'll try and do this. I you think, must know yourself. <laughs> no, no. And again, Darren, I'm sorry for contradicting myself. I think um, with the formation, a couple of years ago, if you looked at some of the players we had available and the amount that were playing in that system, kind of a, a three-five-two or a, or a three-four-three, there was a huge amount. I mean. You know, Kieran Clark was playing playing in a back three. Uh, Duffy, Egan, um, Stevens, Doherty. The amount of lads that were playing in a kind of a three at the back kind of kind of system. Even the lads at Brighton, Connolly have played in a front three in a in a in kind of a five at the back system. Um, like a couple of seasons ago, I would have said, yeah. I mean, they do they do fit in there, but he's he's playing lads out of positions. He's putting um, square pegs into into what's it called, into round holes and stuff. So, I mean, even though the shape might suit the players available to us, he's actually not picking the right personnel there. Because, I mean, even Seamus Coleman as a, a, in that Kyle Walker or a Sprilliqueta role, he, he, he just isn't that type of player. Coleman thrives from getting up and down the pitch. Um, like international football, a lot of teams are playing with that three at the back, aren't they? Like if it was me personally, I'd have a, I'd have a flat four. I'd have a four, three, three. I'd have two technically decent players playing either side of Josh Cullen. Maybe I don't know a Jamie McGrath. I don't know. Maybe Harrahan actually actually fits into a four three three. So if it was me, I, w- I wouldn't be going for that shape, Darren. I I wouldn't personally be. I- I'd be going for for four at the back. But as I said, we've so many players who are playing in that system domestically that maybe Kenny is looking at that, and he's also looking at the fact that international football for the last few seasons has kind of um has kind of seen a lot of teams play three at the back but but if it was me no i wouldn't be going five at the back i think look we, how many games have we won playing we, we, the only game we've won i'll put it this way last the only game we've won under kenny thanks darren hey, <laughs> i hope i redeem myself friends again. He's, as i said he he probably still thinks probably still thinks i'm a prick but um the only game we've won under Stephen kenny we played for prick nick i know i know but we can't change that david the only game we've won under Stephen mm-hmm. kenny we, we we played four at the back yeah i go with that oh yeah. by the way Daryl Connor, story lads. Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for joining us live. Um, sorry, yeah, Noel. Noel Long's comment there. Do you want to bring that one up? Actually, yeah. Uh, of course, you can. Yeah, this one here. So Noel says we we must be honest with ourselves. Stephen Kenny doesn't have the players. 
And this just links in with you know, a couple of things being talked about in the ground last night when I was at, when I was at the match. People were talking about Kenny and the, comparing it with the McCarthy era when he first got the job. And we've heard that comparison lots of times. And I just wanted to bring up a point about it. Um, the game that was seen as a turning point and talked about McCarthy, really the team starting to flourish was in 98. We had a big result. We beat Croatia at home. They'd come back from a, a fantastic World Cup. We beat them 2-0 at home really convincingly. And uh, we were going, was 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 Portugal the other night going to be that chance where maybe Kenny had, had turned the tide and had some successful results? And we go on and on from there. And uh, I, I just had a look, did a bit of research on it and, and looked at this and I have a team of players who McCarthy left totally out of the squad for that game. We had a, a squad of players. We had eight Premier League starting players who weren't even in the squad. And we had three other successful championship players or first division as it was then, not even in the squad at all. So, you know, we had the likes of Dean Coyley, who was a good goalkeeper at the time, and Alan Kelly playing regularly, Jeff Kenna, Curtis Fleming, Gary Brain, Ian Hart, Stephen Carr, Rory Delap, Lee Carsley, Mark Kennedy, uh, Alan McLaughlin, Andy Townsend, who was towards the end of his career. Uh, we had Noel Quinn, David Connolly starting to come through, score goals at Wolves at the time. Um, John Goodman was playing for, for Wimbledon in the Premier League. We had all of these players who didn't even get near the team. Now, if we had any of those players, they'd be starting every week. They'd be starting every game for us. So it's it's just such a different era. We don't have that players, those players playing top level at the moment. And, you know, it is, it is tough for, for Stephen. But that point being made that he doesn't have the players. And if you're comparing him with McCarthy all the time, yeah, McCarthy had lots better players available to himself. Yeah, just just obviously, I just want to finish it. And then we'll go through the comments, some of the ones that we haven't gone through. Well. We'll, we'll answer them and we'll, we'll chat about them as we go along. Thank you, by the way, for your comments. Um, Nick's made a new friend. Lovely. Um, I, I just, for me, I was very disappointed with last night. I, I thought the Portugal loss um, was going to be like when we lost to Argentina in 98. I, I, you know, that was the real sort of start, wasn't it, of the Mick McCarthy era. Um, it was glorious failure. And then we sort of just kicked on from there. And then we, we started the Euro 2000 campaign. I, I think then that was a World Cup warm-up match. And then we got the result against Croatia. And we just we just kicked on. Very disappointed, lads, we didn't do it. Um, I just think, as I said, I do want Stephen Kane to continue um, in the job. I think he has to see it. I, see, I think for him to see it all the way through, he's got to have the next campaign as well. I think we are building a lovely young squad um, of players. And obviously, I think we're about nine months away from having a really good Nice little team. Hopefully, Malone will be playing regularly. Um, you've also got Michael Obafemi if he comes back, you know, if he gets into form at Swansea and, and, and all this kind of going on. But I think Kenny has to be very, you know, he keeps going on about we played well, we played well, we played well against Serbia, we played well in, in uh, Slovakia, we played great against Portugal, we played well against Azerbaijan and we made chances. Um, and actually, David Salter makes a point about that. You know, at least we're trying to play and win, etc. Good show, lads. Thank you very much, David. Um, but I think what he has to be very careful of. I mean, Nick, we just did the anniversary of um, the Ireland Holland game, didn't we? The the one nil, and people go on about that's a great result. It was a great result. It basically effectively qualifies qualifies for the World Cup. It was great. But if you look back at it, we were terrible. We were battered. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, there's a few but games in that campaign. That. Yeah, there's a few games in that campaign. Port, I mean, Portugal, Portugal at home Portugal. as well. Yeah, no I mean, one we, ever thinks it is. Yeah, so we're, he has, we're, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, so, uh, and, and as you said, like, I mean, as I said, part of the reason why I'm so on the fence here and why I keep contradicting myself, which is true, I am. You've, like, just, I am. you've just made up with Darren. I know, I've, I, I know I've made up with Darren, but, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is the yeah. fact I'm so on the fence is because I, I'm one of those people who for years, and, and maybe when we have better players available who could have played a nice brand of football, I said we should be playing a more contemporary style of football rather than, you know, um, a, a, a functional a functional um, glorified version of rugby. Like um, when we had the likes of Andy Reid available, when we had the likes of Wes Houlihan, Stephen Reid available, where now I'm seeing a little bit more fluidity, um, a little bit more passing without much end product, to be fair. Um, but as I said, results, results are huge. And even for managers uh, retaining their jobs, results are massive because you can't stand over. Um, if there's a board meeting tomorrow, and the FAR is saying, okay, let's uh, let's make a list of, um, I suppose, the credentials that Stephen Kenny has created for himself in the last year. They're not going to look at the style of play. They're not going to say, well, Ireland had whatever, um, 50% no. completed passes or whatever. The most I know they've had like the most amount of completed passes in whatever amount of years in, in the game against Bulgaria, wasn't it, in the game against Slovakia. However, they're not going to look at that. They're going to say, Jesus, we lost to Luxembourg. Um we drew with Azerbaijan both at home. We couldn't sell out a half capacity match. Now that could have been for safety reasons. People mightn't have wanted to go to the game because they, they might be a little bit nervous about uh, COVID and so on, but they're going to start looking at that. They're going to start looking at the financial implications and they're also going to start looking at the results because Stephen Kenny keeps saying how he wants this team to capture the imagination of the country and how he wants us as fans to have um What's the word I'm looking for? To have an association with them and 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 to um, I, I don't know what 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 the word is, but 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 basically that they are the country's team and and that we love them basically, and they're doing very little to to kind of um, you know, to kind of preach that or or, or to kind of encourage that because even Aaron Connolly, I mean, the amount of fans that were frustrated with him, calling calling him a cheat, our own fans calling him a cheat, so they're not capturing the imagination. You've got some no, unbelievably, <laughs> yeah, some unbelievably talented young lads like Gavin Bizzunu, Andromo Bamadeli, Adam Ida. Like they are, they are going to be champions in the in the eyes of many Irish fans, given their exploits in the last week or so. But if, as I said, if you go to a board meeting tonight uh, and they and they are looking for reasons to keep Stephen Kenny on, it's going to be results and it's going to come down to finances as well. And as I said, if you can't sell out a half capacity match, like the Portugal match will sell out because people will be hoping to see Ronaldo possibly for the first time in Dublin. I'll be but, there hopefully for the Portugal game. I mean, that's actually yeah. nothing to do yeah. with that. But, 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 but I mean, it, but I mean, it's yeah. getting very, it's getting very hard to see how, how, how they, okay. how they can justify keeping them. And as I said, I am on the fence. I am, my arse is so fucking sore because, um, not from last night or end, just my arse is so sore because I'm sitting on the, on the fence so much with Stephen Kenny, but, but that is the, that is the reality of it, lads. That's the reality of it at the moment. Nick. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, okay. Cheers for that, lads. Let's go through some of your comments. So, John Harper, I don't think Ida and Parra can both play in the same team. They seem to cross into each other's space quite a bit. They did in the under-21s, I know. But I prefer one of them with Robinson on one side and Conley on the other. Kenny, what do you think of that? Yeah, from from seeing the two of them play in the under-21s as well, 
uh, you could pick up on that. They, they wanted to be in the same space at times in the game. And actually, Connolly as well uh, kind of intercepted where where Ida wanted to be as well. So uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, one thing I want to mention, uh, Adam Moida has got lots of plaudits from the game. Uh, I think he was Man announced on the, the match. Uh, he's, he's, he's done well. And it really frustrated me because he done a lot of similar stuff to maybe David McGoldrick when he was in that role where mm. he's getting the ball and then he's he's winning it and he's going out wide and he, he's dragging a defender out with him and then he's looking to cross it into the box to himself because he should be in the he should be the focal point and he, he should be sticking to his place and being able to not get involved in the game for quite some time and wait to get his chance to be a centre focal point of the, as a striker and and, and I think uh, we, we we missed that we missed the goal threat we missed the chances he, he's been involved in the game so much but he's he's pulling out wide to get the ball he's going out to the right he's going out to the left and then as as, as the comment was he's he's going into the space that Parrott's in and Connolly's in so uh, I think we, we, we need to, to get that right there and for, for me he, he's a great talent and when, when I've watched him play he's going to make it there but he needs that experience at club level he needs to start playing week in week out and he needs to stay as a striker and get up to, there and get get, get to, the goals yeah needs to do can, I put, can i put this to you lads do you think Parrot should be playing behind Ida? like should he be playing as a number 10 because at ipswich certainly and I, he's not really doing the same with nk dons but at ipswich he played as a number 10 he was almost playing the midfield and there was the argument that dave mcgoldrick had he stayed on would have played behind maybe a center forward so do you think do you think Parrott's role for ireland could be almost as that extra man in midfield maybe that number 10 where he can just get into the pockets and he can he can drop deep and he mm. can link things up and then maybe you know even, even the role that Ida was doing yesterday he was chasing long balls wasn't he and he was trying to take the man on and as you said kenny he's yeah. trying to cross it to himself where if, if Parrot has that kind of free roll where they're launching it long to him and he's taking on the man and he's dropping into the pockets of space, then that's that's already another creative outlet for Ida to, to play in front of. Yeah. Well, Parrot's been talked about for years as this next big thing. He's going to be fantastic. He's going to bang he's in the goals. <laughs> yeah, we've done it in Lansdowne Road. He's going to score goals. He's, he's exciting. He's good. He's going to he's going to do this, and ultimately he needs to kick on and get regular yeah. game time. And he, he's 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 in that area where he's talented as a talented boy, so he can he could do both roles. And managers look at him and go, "Yeah, I can play him further back. I can play him up top." And he's in a danger of getting lost in between either and becoming not the great striker that maybe he was as a, as a as a younger lad and not the great attacking midfielder as as people want to play him and maybe play him in the hole and, and play him linking up with a striker so there's a bit of a danger there with him and he needs to get regular football to see what where he's going to be and and that's what he's doing at the moment i think personally he's a few years off being in that space where I'd rely on him. The same with Adam, Adam, my dad. I think they're a couple of years off. They need to learn it. But Kenny's throwing them in early. And from what I've seen so far, uh, it's it's too early. They're, they're not quite there yet. And uh, yep. hopefully another year or so, regular football, we'll see them link up together like that. And, and the two of them play and understand where both's going to be. And, you know, uh, move move across, make sure at least one of them's in the box to cross the ball to each other. Both of them can intertwine in, the, in, in that role. Okay. Cheers for that, lads. Right, let's go through. And some responses, lads. Keep them angry Mick McCarthy level, not philosophical, Stephen Kenny. We, we are fighting the uh, the old time here. Uh, TJ Mills, how long will the FBI back Stephen Kenny? 
I know they are along a town project and new style of play is trying to be implemented and current crop of talent is limited. But if the current results continue, will level of supporters at home uh, games sink? Can the FAI allow it to continue if it starts affecting attendance of revenue as a result? Hasn't stopped them in the past, <laughs> TJ, to be fair. I, I, I think... Sorry, David. Go Sorry. On. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. No, no, angry Mick, come on. <laughs> no, um, like the, something that kind of boggles my mind, and I get into a lot of arguments with people about this, and and I'm I'm put down very quickly because of this, maybe rightly so, uh, as, as Darren will probably agree. But I mean, there's this whole idea of development and and long term planning and so on, but there has to be an onus on on the players taking responsibility because how many players? Have we seen between even like look at 10 years ago, we had Connor Clifford, we'd Robbie Brady, we'd um, Connor Henderson at Arsenal, all these types of players, Terry Dixon a few years ago, Stephen Ireland, even all these players, if they were to take the initiative and if, if they were if they were performing domestically and translating that into the international stage, would we'll, we'll we be talking about um, this whole development strategy? Because development, surely the senior side has to be the finished product and all the development and all the long-term planning and all the all the goal setting that surely has to be to do with the underage setup and then when they get through to senior level that is surely the final product i mean it could be completely off off the off the mark with that but every time i see this is a long-term project this is a long-term goal i kind of think well we don't have that because every time that happens as i said we we lose out in the qualification campaign and then i know david just said the coefficient doesn't matter that much but ultimately are we going to end up in a more difficult group and and these lads are going another year without tournament experience because the 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 current um the current ireland squad all of those underage players the likes of adam Ida, troy parrott even the likes of robbie brady and um, even the likes of john egan all of these guys had tournament experience the the squad from 2012 bar some of the lads who were involved in the 90s very few of them ever played at an international tournament at underage level so if we were to go for long-term planning, we have umpteen players who have underage tournament experience um, where actually we were producing better quality players years ago who had no underage experience, if that makes sense. Underage experience playing at a tournament, if that makes sense. So I, I personally think that that senior level has to be the finished article and that long-term planning has to be done in the underage stages, you know, because they're, they're all going to come through at, at separate times, aren't they? But, but that's that's just what I think. And as I said, I've gotten into loads of arguments with with different people about this um, because they say no, because they say that that is development football. That is how football actually uh, mm. translates into a bigger plan. But senior level, like it's game time, it's results time. It's it, it's it's a big fucking deal. And we're not getting it right. It has to be more, as I said, you don't get things instantly. But a lot of these players, they have to be taking the onus on themselves domestically and, and how they look after themselves as well. You know, that that's just how I feel, I, I think. But maybe I'm very wrong. Um, right, okie dokie. Let's get let's get. We've a lot of comments to go through here, uh, lads. Remember, angry Mick, angry Mick. Um, in a, in terms of responses, um, so, someone said to me there, "What's Mick got to do?" It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, right, Ryan Gunn. Great to be back. Too many terrible performances against terrible opposition. Kenny should have went after Luxembourg. <laughs> Not a fan there, Ryan. <laughs> I take it. Seamus uh, yeah. is out, but all is good. Cyrus is back. Well, there's there's a midfield situation sort of, lads. Can I, there, there's another there's another player who's not playing. I mean, Andy Lyons of Bowes played in the Europa <laughs> Conference. Was we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get slaughtered I, here. Yeah. No, it was no it was it was excellent for the twenty ones. Kept Lee O'Connor out of the team. He's playing every week. He's only whatever nineteen twenty, 
And um, he's playing regularly, like James Talbot got in the squad. So if, if, if he's going to, as I said, it's another contradiction from Kenny. He's a bit like myself, he contradicts himself. But <laughs> another another contradiction from Kenny. Cyrus Christie hasn't played in months, months. And, and all of yeah. a sudden, here we go. Here's another lad in where Andy Lyons, he could have come in. You've got Leo Connor to cover him in the under-21 squad. He does have I don't his favourites. He does I have don't his know. favourites. He, he um, look, he undoubtedly has his favourites. Harry Harter got into the team for Christ's yeah. sakes. Um, yeah, he, he's got his favourites. Jason McCarthy, if he, sh- Jason McCarthy, James McCarthy, if he shows an inkling, uh, if he manages to just get one toe off the treatment table, he'd be back in that squad. That's just the way Stephen Kenny seems to be. Yeah. Hendrick better than Malumbi. Shane Daly, how dare you? <laughs> no, just, just. Just, he 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 hasn't specified at what though, so uh, what? maybe better, better hair. hair. <laughs> better hair. He yeah. definitely definitely has better hair. He's um, better hair. Uh, coming back here, Shay Dale. You can't have one eye in a Serbia game. When is it? When is the Saturday game to win? I think that's fair enough. I agree. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Paul Cullerton, we're going to finish below Luxembourg and possibly Azerbaijan too. Kenny is at the moment. Is at the moment the worst Ireland manager of all time. Surely it makes sense for the FA to be looking at alternatives. Paul Cullerton, he is not the worst Ireland manager. Uh, Steve Staunton, you have to remember, was absolutely atrocious. He had Premier League players to pick from. He had a really good set of Premier League players to pick from, and he made it to complete and utter balls of it. Lads, am I right? Well, Steve Staunton won won a lot more games as well than Stephen Kenny at the moment too, though. Well, so yeah, I, I think you're looking at Jeez, that Ken's going to your head. Uh, Stephen Hackett, Horgan fell apart after coming on. Basic passing going amiss. There was one particular pass from from Horgan uh, when we had a bit of a break and Coleman was overlapping him and he overhit it past him and went out for for their throw-in. That was a really good opportunity. Other than that, before that, Horgan looked kind of making a good positive impact, I I thought. So other than that bad pass, you know. Fair enough. Uh, Shane Day, not worried about seeding, but this is heading into serious bad territory. To be honest, Shane, I think it has been for the last 20 odd years. And I think we, we are out of road in terms of the old way of doing things, sellotape tape and everything. Um, I, I think this is the this is the size of the job that we have on our hands. We need to go kicking and screaming at the 21st century. John Harper showed a cut of didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's have a look here. Uh, apparently, um, Serbia just thumped Luxembourg 4 0. Um, yeah. Well done, Serbia. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think that was kind of in reference earlier how we were saying that we, well, how I was saying that how we didn't beat a poor Serbia team. Serbia were poor in Belgrade when we played them and and they were very clinical in, in the end, which which matters. Um, they've grown into this. Mitrovic hadn't scored in, I don't know how many international games before he scored against us and now he's scoring for fun. He got, he got um, two the other night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he uh, got four, two. 4-1, four, four, uh, Luxembourg scored that game. Just yeah. Shane, they'll uh, be taking his goals away from them. Luxembourg really liked them goals. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look here. Uh, Dennis Grenell, I think the international job is a step too far for Kenny. He's League of Ireland standard at best. It's sad to say, but after the Ireland gig, he'll fade out like Karen Staunton. League of Ireland is not a good enough standard on the world stage, and this has been proven with the managers and players. It's only a select few that move on from League of Ireland. Make it listen. Brian Kerr did not fade out. The Faroe Islands job is one of the most sought after um, jobs in international football. And Darlington was it? Dar- oh, Doncaster, Darlington, Darlington, yeah, yeah, Darlington. Yeah. It, it takes takes a great man to take over that job such a massive um juggernaut of a club darlington <laughs> still went down anyway um hopefully it doesn't fade away um but 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, they looked unfit. That's that's very unfair to say about Ken and David. <sighs> yeah, I haven't been in the gym lately, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, other, be nice. Other, other, other priorities, but he, he makes a good point. Uh, the, the players yeah, aren't playing regularly, fit. week in, week out. You're trying to get them 90 minutes um, international football, next step up, and you know, realistically, so positive against Portugal for so long in the game, and the fitness level being tired towards the end of the game ultimately cost us, and that was probably a knock-on effect for for the for the game last night. Uh, players were still a bit jaded from it. Well, here's a little bit uh, from our newly uh, live fan on YouTube, uh, Daryl O'Connor. Blowed Coleman, I'd have Doherty right wing back in his place. Maybe give Manning a go, a left wing back. Yeah, Manning's um, not going to get a go. I don't know what he's done to not get a go before. I mean, he, he really should be given a go. I mean, James yeah. McLean has just, you know, he, he he's proved that it's not his role. Uh, he's he's not going to make that impact. He's made mistakes. Let's Let's give Manning a go, yeah. Give me, give me a shout. Uh, we have only one player to try to play five at the back. That's the Hardy with Spurs. Never worked. David Salter, if we sack Kenny, hope the next manager doesn't mind being paid with IOU cards and monopoly money. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can I just say, though, the, the five at the back, like Duffy plays in a five at the back currently. Um, John Egan had played in the five at the back for the last three or four seasons. Uh, and the Stevens, I know he's not available, but he also played. In the, so we, we have a lot of players who... Yeah, they do. Who, yeah, who yeah. are who are used to playing the five at the back? Just to be just to be fair now. Well, one who's definitely not playing five at the back or five at the front. Uh, why is Obafemi not getting a call? To be honest, Declan, he's not playing. He hasn't actually played a game uh, all season. To be fair, um, or last season either, yeah, or last season, yeah. So that that's to be he's fair. That's why. But he just he just got his move, so he he might uh, get on there again in the future. You, he's a Dundalk fan, lads. I wouldn't use a closet Dundalk fan. Um, Absolutely what, not. On the tail. <laughs> Why do you want Malumbi in the team, Nick? I don't. I don't. You don't. Could that be why? Don't why do you not? Well, Shane, have a look. I think no, you I want. Don't, that. I don't know. You want them in the team in the future. I think you, you made a comment about them maybe getting some game time and and, and getting yeah. them back in the team. I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had him on the pitch last night just just because he hasn't played. And as I said, when he was at Preston, he wasn't um, he wasn't playing games. So no, I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have had Malumbi playing last night at all um, or yesterday at all. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know where. Um, this where is for you, Kenny. Now. Just named out very ordinary players, also Premier League is at a higher level today than 25 years ago. Take yeah, look, they're, they're, they're very, very ordinarily better than the players that we have. Uh, you know, that there's not no doubt about it. half of those players listed would be straight into the team. The point that I was making was that they're regular, playing regular football, which we were, were bereft of players playing regularly football. Daryl O'Connor, even with Pep Guardiola, whatever top-rated manager, we'd still be getting this result. It's years of neglect that caused this. Kenny has inherited it and, a positive, and has positive ideas to progress. Daryl, yeah. we're, we're on the same wavelength, absolutely. Good man, Daryl, yeah. Good, good on you. Jim Morrissey, I agree. We were terrible against the Dutch in 2001. How we won that match, I'll never figure out. Still trying to figure that one out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Daryl O'Connor again. Kenny is based here and taking this as a full-time role. He knows the use and has a plan. We will get there. Just need to trust the process. No more quick fixes. Yes, Daryl. Let's go for point. I like what this lad is. I, I like the cut of his jib. Um, connection. That was the Nick. The word Nick was looking for. Although I'm going to go one step further nice here. Here, Carmack. I think he was looking for affinity. That's that's what Kenny spoke about. He that's spoke right. about get that affinity with with the fan with the, with, with the fans and the players. Which thank yeah, you, Carmack. Not happening at the moment. <laughs> Spot on, though. That's that is the word I was looking for. 
connection. Oh, very nice. You have a connection there. Stephen Ring, as regards not selling on TV, but I remember being at a game against Georgia and O'Neill, and there was well under 15,000 added. To be honest with you, Stephen, as well, that's an excellent point. Um, just have a look at the video against um, when we beat Brazil in 1987, and the, the stadium's half full. It, you know, it, probably not even that. So, you know, that, that does happen as well. So um, he's... What's what's the Aviva? You mean Lansdale Road? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll bleep, bleep that out. Bleep that out, Nick, on, on the re-edit. Uh, just double it on the fence here too. About Malumbi, uh, I don't want Malumbi in the team. <laughs> oh, that's not what response. Else, what, that, that, what else do I need to say? That's not on the fence. That's actually not response to that. That's from a while ago. Um, okay. <laughs> David Salter, right? Trying that. No, sorry. Put that one up. Um, bear with me. Two seconds. Shane Daly, 100% part needs to be central if he plays. Daryl Connor again. Our team consists mainly of inexperienced lads, 18, 19, 20 year olds, and on the other end, lads coming uh, to the end of their career. We lack players in the prime 24, 25, etc. This will come in time and with Kenny. I can't disagree uh, with you there at all, Daryl. Uh, you can talk to we're blue in the face. Needs backing 100%. This is Martin Lawless. Uh, needs funding 100%. Uh, seen the lad earlier blaming the guy. Get out of the garden, put your own work in, like all the small clubs around the country are doing. Fact is, players aren't there. Kenny has to be backed. Um, yeah, we always we, see to... it's definitely the car's fault. Yeah, oh, I, I, I blame Croke Park and everything. Uh, what's Mick got to do with it? That was early on. It was a joke, Martin. It was just a joke. Just, just saying with the lads. You know, we had a lot of comments to go through, but never mind. Um, I agree, Mick. Okay. Um, Shane Daly, they should be separate separate long-term project and making the most current campaign. How is this difficult? That's from earlier on. What's Kenny meant to do? Change water into wine. We don't have the forwards. Yeah. I was making the point on that where we, we actually have players who have scored in international football. James Collins, for example, on the bench. Uh, you got you got Scott Hogan, who was at one stage was was a big money signing for Aston Villa a few years ago, playing regular and scoring some goals. We have some players scoring and not getting included, and we're giving the youth the chance, probably ahead of their time, I think, you know. Uh, but, you know, we can't change water into wine, and we don't have the selection that we used to have uh, to also agree with his point. <laughs> no. That's fair. Uh, Darren Sweeney, international team never going to improve when the manager constantly picks his favourites. I uh, must admit, there there yes. is there is some legitimacy there. I'm a, I'm obviously a Stephen Kenny fan, but I do agree there. He does have his favourites. You know, and same just, with, same with, same with Trap, isn't it? You know, it's just um, the whole favouritism thing. Yeah, all mm. managers have their favourites, and I must say with that, um, I, I do think. Harry Arthur's inclusion was a slap in the face to Gavin, McK- Gavin Kilkenny. It was a slap in the face to players like Zach Elbozetti. I know they're different types of midfielders, but Elbozetti, okay, Kilkenny, I can understand because he probably wants him playing more football in the under 21s. Um, but someone like Elbozetti, he's not going to get in the under 21s, is he? And he's sort of rejuvenated his career up in Sweden. He's, not, he, he's too old for the under 21s, is what I'm saying. So why not include him and reward um, his good work? Um, What's the root of the problem? Cormac Murray is senior team doomed as long as the Irish League struggling. Shall we be looking at English-based lads with Irish grandparents? Or is that the very thing over-reliance on that has been our downfall? I think yeah. it's been a few couple, things. A couple, of point, a couple of points on that, David. Yeah. You, you might actually pull the comment back up just to kind of take each um, each one there. If you just pull yeah. up the... Oh, no, sorry. no, you just, yeah, you just pull it up. I mean, like, oh. in, in terms of the League of Ireland, I mean, like, we're importing more players now than... 
than ever, aren't we? I mean, like even Liam Scales went to Celtic last week and he's he's been called. I, I was I remember I was at um Bowes against UCD with with Breen a couple of years ago, and um we watched Liam Scales playing for UCD. I know he went to Rovers, but he's playing for UCD, and then Danny Mandrew was playing for Bowes and and James Talbot were playing for Bowes, and we actually specifically spoke with those three lads and uh, Neil Ferruja was another. And last night, I mean, James Talbot was on the bench. This is only this is only maybe two years ago. So on the bench, James Talbot, uh, Liam Scales as well. Danny Mandrew was in the last squad, and I know Ferruja has has had his injury issues. So I mean, the the League of Ireland, um, you know that that is one argument. I think we are bringing through better players who are coming through the League of Ireland. And in terms of the um, the Granny Rule players, I actually don't think there's there's that many available. I, I actually don't think that many of them actually want to play for us. And well, I, I, as as I said, like it's not a thing where we could get the likes of Nathan Redmond or we could get the likes of Mark Noble or Premier League players. Like when we are going down the Granny Rule route, we're coming out with Sam, Sam Smoddix. Um, who else? Who else? We've, we we've, looking at Jack Taylor, Josh, you know. We've Josh Cullen. We've got Connor Connor Coventry. I think is yeah. uh, one as well. We've got we've got players, but we we used to get a lot more of them. Uh, and we used to get a lot more players really uh, dedicated to the cause and switching at a, at an earlier age. We, we've tried it. We've obviously dipped our toe in the water with the with the two uh, English internationals now that uh, we won't name. <laughs> um, so you know we're we're not having as much luck as we used to there. Uh, and maybe that's we, we we had better affinity for it with Jack Charlton being able to 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 go and and talk to them and even Mick going to talk to them and. and advise them look come on come on board here it's it's going to be great and they, they're not seeing it they're not seeing it and I think you'd see us maybe getting a little bit of success and then you get these players jumping on the bandwagon as well I, I think there's a bit of a balancing act really isn't there with someone like Stephen Kenny he's not a household name um, he's not a household name obviously in England or Britain where in 1986 when Jack wrote to all the clubs and he went to all the clubs he was a household name World Cup winner basically held at the same level as a war veteran, you know, back in the day where, you know, you were just treated with respect, World Cup winner for England. And his name just opened up so many doors and it got uh, so many people on board. Mick McCarthy obviously had a little bit of respect as well. And, you know, big name in the game, I suppose, in, in certain ways, not as big as Jack. Well, with Stephen Kenny, you, you didn't really have that. Brian Kerry didn't have that. So they're more the guys you rely on to uh, progress the game domestically because they're going to be based domestically as well so there is a balancing act um there i just think we should be with the until we have in the next 70 or 80 years when we have a, a system in ireland of some sort a footballing system um where we just need to take what we can you know it shouldn't be that way it really shouldn't be that way and we're actually now starting to suffer uh, as a as a consequence of that but it's a. I, I think we should just get in who um, we really can at the moment. Um, let's move on. Daryl O'Connor, hundred percent loud. We can have a pint and preach our pro Stephen Kenny propaganda. Well, that'd be an interesting. That'd be a very small group, uh, judging um, from what we're seeing here. Uh, Kevin Goffey, what's the big deal about changing manager? It's not like club management where you could get rid of ten and bring in ten players. The next manager will be dealing with the exact same players. Yeah. You just might have better ideas. Kevin's point there just kind of brings something that 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 comes up a lot is uh, talking about the what's happened and what's what's actually the problem with Irish football and what's what's going wrong at the moment, and then we go through and we speak about the FAI has been you know awfully run for decades, 
and uh, <laughs> the an- the answer then is let's sack the manager. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's more it's more than just Stephen. It's a bit more than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, this is an absolute, uh, it, it's been absolutely dreadful. Um, so we'll just finish up here. Um, so you don't think the manager is very important. This, this, That's not in response to what we just said. That was uh, about three minutes ago. He is important, obviously. I think, it's, I, think his, I think his message is sound, isn't it? The plan is sound. It's a sound plan, what he's trying to do and bring the young lads through. Um Shane Daly again, our lads, end of on the day, generations are changing. First gen, second gen. Irish immigration in the 60s, what drove the imports? That's dwindling anyway. We need to produce our own. Yep, couldn't agree uh, with that's, you that's, more. That's you, uh, that's you uh, left out then, Tony. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't get a call me. up now. No? You're gone. You're gone. You're over I am there. gone. Yeah, you ten, years. <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, the £8 billion, the eight billion pound boy. Um, Daryl O'Connor again. Jamie Graff, me really impressed. Very good at club and would like to see him progress. Why he didn't start yesterday or even feature, I have no idea. And Cormac Murray to finish up. Does Kenny deserve a lot of credit for giving younger guys a chance traveling to loads of games, spreading the net wide? I think he does. You know, at the end of the day, I think we're, I think at about nine, nine months to a year, we're going to have a really tidy little side. Um, because yeah. obviously, I, I do, I really do. I think we're just blooding them in and um, we're going to have yeah. the likes of Ho- hopefully Connor Coventry coming through. You'd hope Oco Flex will, will see the light. Um, we can sort out the Obadeco situation and, you know, we'll get rid of the likes of Harry Arter, James McCarthy, Robbie Brady yeah. as well. Move on from these guys and bring in the younger generation. So yeah. I think the future's bright anyway. So lads, um, we'll leave it there. One more. Neil McGrath starting every game. Also uh, shout out Mary Reed, please. Big fan. Hello, Mary. Glad you, glad you like the page um right lads we'll leave it there uh we'll be back for a post-match rant will it be for serbia or are, are we going to do a pre-game um was this supposed to be a pre-game or did, did it just turn into a, a bit of a rant <laughs> here i i think i think this was supposed to be a pre-serbia i think we'll do something pre-serbia um a podcast and we'll get that out to you and obviously straight after the uh serbia game will be live straight away back on it i don't know nick are you going to it I'm not. No. Uh, will you be on with me? Unfortunately, uh, if you want, yeah. If, if if Darren will have me, if Darren will have you. Um, Kenny, will, will you be on? You're going to the match. Yeah, you? yeah. I'm I'm an actual Republic of Ireland supporter, so I'll be at the match. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, you absolute <laughs> bollocks. Yeah, I have to. Even if it's a home game, I have to travel. Do you know what I mean? Like, anyway, but listen, lads. Thank you very much uh, for your contributions. Thank you everybody for uh, getting involved and give us giving us your comments. Uh, thank you very much, Shane. Uh, it was a good show, lads. Really enjoyed it. But listen, uh, thank you very much. Safe home. And we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Happy out. And uh, what's it you say, Nick? Come on, you boys in green. Call <laughs> <Quite> big. <sighs> David, for the third consecutive week, we've nothing to discuss. <sighs> it's, uh, yeah, that, that's a great intro, Nick. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's true though, isn't it? Um, what I, I else? Think... What else you want me to say? <laughs> I suppose we we are truthful uh, to our listeners. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of a Domino's order that I have just gone through. You know, at the end you got the little bits of crumbs and the the garlic sauce is sort of like mostly gone. And yeah, it's it's a bit of a a poorly fed dog's dinner uh, this week, isn't it? Um, yeah, so- it's, it's it's been very low key, very low key. I mean, I'm 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 looking through the stats. 
watched a couple of games. Actually went through the effort of, of watching a couple of games. Just watched Derby and West Brom there. Oh, that was fucking... Goal of the season. <laughs> I think, like, I, I mean, we'll do a little review of, of a couple of players that stood out. Oh, namely in the SPL, but... I think it's worth chatting about that game because you watch a bit of that as well, David. And there was there was about five or six Irish lads in that game. But I mean, as you know, a lot of games called off over the weekend due to COVID and, and what should have been a festival of football, a feast of football, really. Uh, the the big one, really, well, not even the big one, but the, the one that a lot of people are kind of looking at is the Celtic game against St. Johnson, the mighty St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So Liam Scales and James McCarthy both featuring in that, both playing very well. Yeah, uh, James McCarthy doing his best Andrea Perlo impression, and he actually didn't get injured yesterday. Uh, and Liam Scales very, very tidy. I mean, he's you know I I remember watching him at Daily Mount Park when he was playing for UCD, and I remember thinking this guy is a very tidy centre half. He's kind of transitioned into a left back, but that's really all we have to report really this week, isn't it, David? Did Did you catch any of the highlights or anything of the two lads? They're very good. They're very good. I didn't. Uh, just going through the reports for there. Obviously, we put it up on the, the Lancer Road page there, and um, you know, very, very encouraging. Uh, scale seems to be getting a decent amount of it now. You know, eighty-seven minutes there yesterday, and as you say, James McCarthy with ninety. Um, so who would have thought it? Is that his first ninety? That's his first ninety for Celtic, isn't it? It's his first ninety for Celtic. First ninety in I think seven or eight months. They were saying. He was he was excellent. Like he was really really good. He, he you can see how he's adapted his position a little bit. Like he he's always been a bit more from deep the bench lying, hasn't he? Bitch. Yeah, from the bench. Yeah, well, well, actually, from from the recovery room to the bench, and then from the bench to the pitch. But sat very deep, and he was just it was all these searching balls over the top. And um, is it? She's wasn't it? Kyogo, the the Japanese striker, who's who's an excellent player. He actually he actually got injured trying to latch on to a McCarthy pass but it was just all these perfectly measured passes and you, you can you know you can see that it's his technique is excellent um broke up the play very well actually for the first goal I think that's worth mentioning and scales as I said I never thought scale I think scales played a few games at left back for the 21s I never saw him kind of transitioning into that but now a few good deliveries. I mean, he's there's there's a clunkiness to him. I think he'd be an excellent kind of left sided centre half. Centre back, yeah, yeah. Um, problem position for us though, isn't it? I mean, left back. I mean, we we need left backs. Yeah, we don't seem to have anyone who's kind of naturally in that position. I mean, we we were talking about this in the last episode. We said, you know, I I reckon our our best fullback pairing would be Doherty, uh, who as we all know is right wing back playing left wing back, and yeah. obviously Coleman on the right. That would be our best sort of wing back pairing. Uh, we don't seem to have a natural left back at the moment. Well, you got Ender Stevens, of course, but he's having his own injury problems. Um, you know, he was once the second fastest pre- yeah. player in the Premier League, which is unbelievable. Yeah. He's getting and a bit he... of game time, but Kenny, I never understood. Like he, he played against Portugal, didn't he? And then James mm. McLean came on as a sub, and he, yeah. he just he just seems to fancy McLean there, and it's uh, like McLean's in form. It, it wasn't announced the other day that he's in the um, the excuse me. I'll belch there from the Christmas dinner. Um, he was in the um, EFL team of the season so far. I didn't know that was a thing. What a load of nonsense! Yeah. I didn't even share it on the page. I mean, that, nothing against James McLean. Like he, you know, look, we we, we said it. We, we think League One's a bit of a doddle for him at the moment because his fitness is just through yeah, the roof. Through the roof and, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's a nonsense thing. 
And it's just like so far, <laughs> you know, it's just a real uh, sort thought, of thought, thought so far. Shit, shit, we need content. Um, you know, it's like something I would do, like you know, just flash away the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, there you go. So lazy. Uh, yeah, but that yet again, that's another one, another left back player. Um, who isn't actually a left back and Ryan Manning as well. He's also uh, another converted uh, centre back, isn't he? Who's now playing left back, or have I got that wrong? I know he's not a natural well, he was, left back. He, line, well, he was. He was. I think at one stage, well, he was a number ten, wasn't he? He was kind of an attacking midfielder for Galway and then for QPR, and then I think he actually played a little bit further up for the twenty ones. Like he was almost, uh, almost like a striker, and then he was on the left wing. Then he was left back. He was playing a bit of left centre back for Swansea, and he kind of swaps his. I think it's Bidwell. And yeah, he's at Swansea, so they kind of interchange a little bit. So it's interesting to see. Like the the big thing with Manning is his delivery. Like he's very good from set pieces. Like there's kind Hence. of Ian Hart vibes off him. Yeah, and and that's why they probably have him playing left back as well. A bit like Robbie yeah. Brady, who uh, uh, is actually playing tonight. Uh, this is recorded Monday, isn't it? So, um, well, he's not in the he team. Didn't, no, he didn't. Get, he didn't get on. Unfortunately, um, didn't get on. Sadly, uh, Mark Travers playing. I mean, they they won one nil Bournemouth against QPR. Yeah, Jimmy Dunn as well. Jimmy Dunn's an excellent player. He's he's been doing very very well. Yeah, um, it's just there's there's about twenty centre halves in the in the squad, isn't there? Because you've Daryl Lennon then as well, who we who we keep mentioning. Uh, you watched the second half of the West Brom match, David. Oh. So West Brom and Derby. So let me just double check. I, I was watching the game myself. Um, bad condition. So Derby, you Jason Knight, and you had Fetsi Obazelli, and then with West Brom, you would have had Callum Robinson. He should have scored actually in the first half. Jason Malumbi, and I think I actually switched it off at this stage because um, I had to have my dinner with with my family. We had like a another Christmas dinner, um, so Gardner Hickman, Taylor Gardner Hickman. I don't know if he came on. Did he come on at all, David? I'll check uh, I am checking it for West Brom. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he came on seventy six yep. minutes for yeah. for Daniel uh, Furlong. Daniel Furlong, yeah. Easy for me to say. So, so I I watched the first half, David, and and I know you watched the second half. Um, you subbed in for me. So, on on the, I suppose on the surface of it. So if I was going through the derby lads first, so uh, obviously LA was excellent, mm-hmm. really really good, very very impressive him. And um, he was kind of playing left wing back, and yep. he's just he's just so athletic. I mean everything about him. He's just so athletic. His recovery is so good. His recovery pace is so good. He's he's an excellent defender and. You know, we've seen him for the 21s playing a bit further up and he, he he gets four very, very well, doesn't he? And Jason Knight, you know, just typical Jason Knight, just putting himself about, just a few nice little turns, won a lot of free kicks. I think any time Jason Knight gets the ball, he wins a free kick. I've, you never really see him carry carry that far forward because he just gets fouled all the time, but he's 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 a very effective player. Um, Callum Robinson should have scored, as I said. It looked very, very sharp. He's not scoring, like he's not getting many goals, but but he's his movement's excellent. But Jason Malumbi, David, and, and I know we were kind of chatting when, when we uh, overlapped watching the match. Uh, yeah. Very concerned I'm watching him because he was, I mean, we, he, he's getting a run of games. He is getting a run of games for West Brom. He's he's made about three or four stars say, in the last few weeks, and then he, he gets off the bench as well, but really struggling to do the basics. And now it was it was shitty conditions, wasn't it? Really bad conditions today, but but I'd be concerned about him. I mean, lo- looking at him and looking at Knight, and Knight's a couple of years younger. Um, and he's already got, Jesus, how many first-team appearances? He must have about 50 first-team appearances, and Malumbi only has a handful. And 
I'm kind of, I don't mean to seem uh, sound harsh, but I'm starting to see why. Mm. Well, he doesn't really seem to um, do anything in the game, really. Um, ironically, I was sort of given out about Jeff Hendrick um, not making a mark. And I think Malumi came on against England a while back and I was saying, you know, here's this guy, like, you know. Um, he's all action, Mal- isn't he? Malumi all action. And he's kind of turned kind of more into a bit of a Jeff Hendrick. I mean, if you look through his score, his scores on um, sofa score just here because you know i haven't had the luxury of being able to watch a lot of these guys just don't have the time real life i'm afraid folks he got a 7.3 today which sorry he didn't get malumbi no he got um surely yeah no he did yeah he got 7.3 today what did he do i mean like i i i I didn't watch the last i didn't watch the last 20 minutes or so so unless he did something in those 20 minutes because all that i saw of him now he, he gets about but his positioning his positioning was poor he didn't really show for the ball. Now, as I said, the conditions were were horrendous, and and it was very yeah. slippy. There's not there's not much control in the ball. Like he he reminds me of like a mini Aldi version of Roy Keane. Like he's just all energy and he carries the ball forward well, and he's he's just all yeah. action. He's all over the pitch. But at one stage, I thought he was off. I thought he'd actually come off because I just didn't. And I don't I... know if it's I don't know if it's the West Brom system or what it is, but he. He's failing to do the basics. Like, he's not hitting five-yard passes. And there was one moment. He won the ball kind of in the final third. And um, the West Brom, uh, what's his name? Dianga, I think, the the winger. He was with West Ham. Mm. Uh, He kind of makes this lovely overlapping run. And Malumbi intercepts. And then all he needs to do is hit a five-yard pass. And he misses it. He actually hits it right into the defender. And I'm there thinking, Jesus, like, I mean... He's 22 now. Like, we, we we can't keep making excuses for this guy. You look at Knight, and I'd mm. always say with Knight that, I think I said it a couple of months ago, David, didn't I, that, that he's he's all running and there's there's not much more. But you, you can still see that he's developing and he's constantly improving and he's constantly adding, you know, extra dynamics to his game. Like, I mean, anytime he got the ball today, he, he was felled and he, he just managed to turn away from players. But yeah. he's head and shoulders above Malumbi. Head and shoulders. Yeah, it's just a shame, really, because, you know, Malumbi was, was somebody who I was kind of um, tipping to be a uh, future Ireland captain. And I'm looking here, and, I mean, his average score. So people go, whoa, what's the sofa score? Sofa score is basically, um, it's based, it goes through through every single pass, every single touch, um, you know, games for everything. And it judges them on stats. It's just pure stats. Now, I know some people have been listening to this going, oh, Jesus, stats. But, you know, to be fair, when you're a midfielder, pass, your touch, your movement, um, you know, your uh, your tackling, it's 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 all it's all relevant, and and this is relevant here. Um, and with Jason Lum, he has an average scoring of six point six nine. I would say that's but from what I saw today, I would say that was quite accurate. Now he managed to get a seven point three uh, today, but he got can't six believe points. that. You know, I can't it's, believe that. I, I don't know, like. Um, like you look at Glenn Whelan in years gone by, and it's this whole idea yeah. that he he restricts space and, and sometimes the positioning of a of a defensive midfield. Now mm. Lumby was kind of playing box to box, wasn't he? But sometimes the positioning of a defensive midfielder, uh, a lot of stuff you don't see. Like they do yeah. cut the, they cut the channels, don't they? And but I didn't even see that from him. I, 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 saw, I it was a scrappy I, game all around, but he was. I, I, I he saw missing. nothing. I saw nothing today. Um, I didn't even see him in the second. I was watching it, and I thought I, I, I was like I had to keep checking the. The app, like, has it come off? Have, have I missed something? You know, something come up and I've missed it. Uh, I didn't see anything. But it was a poor, poor game. It was actually painful to watch. Um, even, you know, poor Callum Robinson, the two lads up front with him. Yeah. Obviously, he's well, playing. he was sharp. I thought he was sharp. Now, he should have he buried that chance. 
Yeah, I didn't um, see the chance now, but I'm just, just from yeah, what I saw up front. Right, the keeper, yeah. Yeah, they were very difficult conditions to play in. Like, uh, it was pissing wet. And, like, the two lads up front, like, they were just so lethargic and so, you know, screaming at, at the screen, like, just pass it. And, you know, they were just really, really poor. Like, so he didn't have much service up there, to be fair. So yeah. he's doing, he's, he's, he's just one of those players, isn't he, poor Callum? Like, he seems to find himself in teams where he doesn't get great service. And yeah. he just yeah. he just feeds off scraps, doesn't he? He's that's why he's it's, banging goals in for Ireland. Like he's just the funny thing with him, like I mean, he's he's playing as centre forward, isn't he, for, mm. for West Brom and he's he's kind of been like he was a left winger for Preston, wasn't he? And then he was kind of like a a center kind of a support striker. Him and um McGoldrick kind of mm. played together at Sheffield United, didn't they? And he was he was almost playing a little bit behind McGoldrick. Uh and sometimes they alternated or whatever, but really a centre forward now. And, you know, but but he does interchange. That's the thing with West Brom, like, isn't it? Grant and D- Dianga, I never know how to say his name, but they they all kind of interchange. But it's just, you know, the, he's so prolific for us. Yeah. And they even said that in the commentary. They said they said he just can't score the way he does for his country. Now, it wasn't long ago that he wasn't scoring for us, but I always thought his best position was off the left cutting in, but mm. his movement, his movement to be fair to him was excellent. And you kind of feel like the positions he gets himself in like that, that's going to result in goals yeah. eventually. I think like for us, you know, with Ireland, I, I did say like, you know, he feeds off scraps. To be fair on the make, he was feeding off scraps and the early parts of the... Um... He's playing, playing on Ken- Playing on the right wing, wasn't yeah, he? He's playing Kenny, literally on the touchline, yeah. Yeah, the early part of Kenny, he's feeding off scraps. You know, he he's banging goals in a plenty um, because, you know, we've started to play some decent football under Kenny and, you know, you can kind of see what he does. But, you know, this is a lad that's been playing in the Premier League at, for West Brom and has to has literally played off scraps and because that's the way they are. They have to make themselves difficult to beat. Um, doing well in the championship at the moment. Probably go up again, but... Although they they blew it today, they really should have won this game. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna find it hard. You know, they're gonna find it very hard because even you yeah. look at Blackburn, you look at Blackburn, and they're gathering a bit of momentum. And Coventry have been very good. So, you know, I mean, Fulham, Fulham and Bournemouth, you'd have to you'd have to back there. And I mean, it's good to see those Irish lads there. I didn't see the, I saw about ten minutes of the Bournemouth game, but I mean, Gavin Kilkenny didn't get on, and Robbie Brady didn't get on. But well, if you, well we're very heavily involved here. I mean, Bournemouth, yeah, yeah, are, are top of the moment. Fulham second, you know, because I was Christy. Uh, bless him. Um, you got Blackburn Rovers. Uh, obviously, Daryl Lenahan doing really well there. West Brom. We've we've just spoken about Middlesbrough. We don't have anyone at. Well, we got no. we got Graham Cavanagh's lad Callum. If, if he yeah, has, yeah. If he makes a breakthrough. But like, it, it's it's so important that now what we should you know what we should do an episode on David. What we should do the amount of Irish lads who get promoted and then they get released because mm. there's been so many. Like it's fascinating. I mean, we we have to do that, don't we? But. Yeah. I, I mean, I do worry for, I do worry for, um, you know, just go back to Jason Malone. I do worry yeah. for him. Um, you know, his stats aren't great. Uh, anytime I've watched his age, David, like it's, he's 22 now. And we, he, we, he, he was interrupted. He, he was interrupted. Yeah. And, you know, he did, I think he had COVID as well. He was interrupted in his development. Um, literally, look, uh, we, we've spoken about this before. He is Brighton's player. Uh, Roberts loves him, but, doesn't love them. unfortunately because Brighton is struggling or you know they're 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 fighting all the time. You, you can't take a chance on the lad. So he well, doesn't block get... them. They blocked him going to Millwall, didn't they? Because he was yeah. them for Millwall. That's that's where Millwall he wanted of... to, Millwall wanted to sign him permanently. They want him permanently, yeah. Yeah, they they love him but not enough kind of thing. And and because oh, he's too young and you know it's Premier League and it's all about money, so they don't want to risk that. And, and I get that. Don't get me wrong. Then he went to uh, Preston North End, and Alex Ray 
Um, am I saying that right? It was Alex Ray. Um, that's the player, isn't it? No, it was Alex Neal, wasn't it? Alex Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confused. And you know, he didn't really play him. And spoke to Alan Brown about uh, about him actually uh, on a press conference and on a virtual press conference. And he said, yeah, he felt that you know he, he wasn't treated quite well um, by the manager. Ironically, oh, but, but, but at the same, but, but was he doing enough as well? Because I remember watching him. Um, oh, I think it was Press and Blackburn. Could it? I'm pretty sure it was Press and Blackburn, and he did play, and he was awful. Yeah, and but do you do you think that like Alan Brown, like that was an that was an FAI press conference? He has to, yeah, has to back up. He has to back up a fellow well, Irishman, doesn't he? Yes, um, and also was actually the announce of Alex Neil. Uh, being fired had literally just come out like we were waiting for the Zoom call to come on, yeah. uh, you know, and it's loading up and it was announced. Yeah, but but there was some truth to that though, uh, Nick, because if I remember at the time he wasn't getting a lot of game time, and that that at that age I think he was twenty one at the time, he wasn't getting any time. Yeah, and you can't just like it reminds me of the time when Robbie Keane was dropped um, by uh, Harry Redknapp, and then I think. Harry Redknapp, you know, like just put Robbie Keane on. He hadn't played him for ages and he put him on as a lone striker at Old Trafford. Yeah. And you're like, you're not playing the guy. He's not playing. He's not playing regularly. He's rusty as hell. He's not match fixed. You're not playing him. And then you just stick him on his own. I think it was a little bit like that. Maybe that's an, an extreme case, but it was just a case of we're not playing him. And then you're expecting him to pull off miracles and play 90 minutes. And the lad is rusty because he hadn't played all season. Sure, he, there was there was weekends where he wasn't even he wasn't even the he was um he was called into the match day squad, so he wasn't playing for the under 23s or the under 20 well, yeah the under 23 uh, threes in the Prem two uh, for Brighton. Yeah. And all of a sudden, then he's what like whisked away the match day squad, not getting in the match day squad. And then just rotting on the bench. So that had a detrimental effect. Young players need to play. They just had to play and play and play and play and play. And he wasn't getting that. And that did affect him. Now, I don't know what's happened since then. And obviously, you know, he's gone to West Brom. Although, And you must remember, he went to West Brom very late. You know, he didn't go. Uh, I don't yeah, think it was, it was in kind of, August. It was very end of August, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he hadn't played. And no, he he didn't when he when he did play for Ireland. Kenny does like him, although he hasn't got into the last couple of squads, or it's been hit and miss with the last couple of squads. Well, he was he was suspended, wasn't he? Or he, he was, was suspended. Yeah, or suppose, was he yeah. injured? Yeah. But I mean, like if if you look at the the pecking order now, David. So you've Knight, and then you have like Connor Harrahan is playing again. I know I know people have their views on Connor Harrahan, but he's playing quite well, and and Sheffield United are on a bit of a roll now. Yeah, and then you have, and then you have Colin, who's played whatever about mm. two two hundred games in a row without yeah. being subbed off yeah. or anything like playing, that. So playing again tonight, he's in the starting lineup tonight for Anderlecht. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, th- th- there you go. And a- another young guy who's just you know progressing yeah, he, and and showing progress. And then he's not a million miles, but he's not a million miles away. Because and like, then you're and your buddy Jeff. I mean, he's he's just been resurgent under under Kenny, even though he's not playing. He might get on. Against United tonight, but he's 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 been excellent. So, like, where does Malumbi come in the pecking order? Is he does he get in the squad? Because, you know, there's other midfielders then who are gonna gonna start breathing down his neck. And I mean, James McCarthy. I know you're not a fan of him. I I actually don't think he's gonna be back at the squad. But no, you, you look at someone like that and you think, well, he he could he could hold the midfield where Malumbi would just go missing. So, he's he's I think he, he's really gonna be relying on the the relationship he has with Stephen Kenny, isn't he? Kenny loves him. Yeah, he he, he does be heavily re- reliant on that. He, he does, but to be fair, um, you know, he does have to start producing. He thought I, I thought the move to West Brom was a cracking move, unbelievable uh, move. Ah, cracking move there. You know, um, a couple of yeah, you know, he's got the Irish lads there, Darrow O'Shea, and he's got uh, 
um, Conor Robinson there too. So like you, you know he he's amongst friends and mm. I I mean he is getting a run of games and maybe he'll improve and it was very difficult. But yeah, he look I don't want to I like Malumbi. I was a fan of him, but I haven't seen from what I've seen of him in the last few months hasn't been good enough. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he needs to be better. Um, he's got a great opportunity at West Brom. They're, they're, they're at the top of the table. He's starting. Um, obviously, you, you're having a lot of people going down with COVID. And so he's got a great opportunity to get in that first team and make his mark. And make, you know, you've got, when you're in the midfield, you've got to make yourself undroppable. Um, if, you, if you get in, even if you sort of, you know, through someone else's misfortune, uh, and when you're a young lad, that's most of the time how it happens. You've got to make yourself undroppable. And from what I've seen from us, I'm seeing of the stats, he seems to be very, very average at best. And that's a shame. I, you know, he is still young. He is 22. Okay, but he is still very young, and midfield is a very important position. Well, they're all important, but, you know, midfield, especially now, with the systems that are played, midfield more than ever is the engine room. And, you know, a lot of teams tend to play the ball on the ground now, especially in the championship. So it's a very important position. And so he is quite young, but he really, really needs to, he needs to get away from Brighton. And he needs to make himself undroppable at West Brom. And hopefully, if West Brom go up, he he gets a permanent move to West Brom. Um, it's a good club. They're always going to be, you know, there thereabouts, I suppose. But even looking at the midfield there today, David, I mean, they, I mean, they, I think it's Bird. I mean, he's, I mean, he's been kind of him and Knight. He's actually considered to be a better player than Knight. So the two of them are, are decent. But I mean, they're only about 18, 19. Then Young Thompson, who very inexperienced at uh, Epicelle. Again, another Irish player, very inexperienced. So when you when you're coming up against a very young midfield, now as I said, Bird and Knight are very good talents, but if you're not able to dominate that midfield or you're not able to make a dent in that midfield, or you go missing against that kind of midfield, yeah. like are you good enough for international football? Because like I, I watched him against Azerbaijan at home up close. Yeah. And I remember thinking, Jesus, this guy he's he's just not he's not ready for this. And he's 22. Can he obviously see something in him? Um, like he was. Well, he, had him, he had him at under 21 level, didn't he? He was his captain. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 a it's chalk he, and cheese. He, he sees something in him, um, and for whatever reason, whatever reason, he just you know, coaching is all about unlocking the talent, the potential, and the talent. And we all know the potential. Lombi had. He was fantastic at Millwall. Honestly, he was really good, skillful, aggressive. They loved him down at Millwall. They really did, and he really wanted him back. Um. So it is the art of coaching. He's had a difficult few months, and he has had a difficult few months. We don't know what's going on in his personal life as well. Um, and he is—he is still young. He is still twenty-two. Is still young, Nick. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, I don't want to be saying this when he's twenty-four, twenty-four. Say so he's still young, Nick. Give him a chance. You know, um, well, like I mean, in terms of what he brings, in terms of what he could bring, I mean, he's—he's oh, he's not he, delivering. He, he's not delivering. He's, he's not delivering. But he's—we no. he, don't have them that many types of midfielders. Like I mean, we've. I suppose Jason Knight's very similar, isn't he? Kind of box to box, energetic, but it's just the it's just the sloppiness and just the lack of being able yeah. to do the basics, and and that's what comes with game time. Like simple as, like that's what comes with game time. It's it's you can be as talented as you want, but if you're not having the match sharpness and if you're not producing a senior level, it's it's not going to happen for you. Because let me just do a quick little stat check here. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare Malumbi's appearances to Jason Knight's. Okay, so Malumbi. Okay, so first team appearances. He's actually got quite a few, so I'm, I'm probably going to be a bit off the mark here. Okay, he's 80 first team appearances. And then Jason Knight. Okay, so Jason Knight's three years younger. 
no apologies two years younger um bear with me a second so 81st team appearances a knight has 94 you know so that that says it all doesn't it i mean like it's only a difference in 14 but one is two years younger um, Malumbi has a couple of more Ireland caps, but you know what? What has he done in Ireland shirt? Where Knight has, I think, four assists and one yeah, goal. Yeah, you know, look, as he's got to, he's got to deliver. I mean, if you, if you have, we know the talent Malumbi has. We know the type of player he is. He is quite unique, and you'd love to have him in your midfield because he drives. You know, he drives the attack on. He drives the team on. You know, he run. He's great at running with the ball and. You know, obviously, uh, Knight's something similar. And we've got Cullen who, you know, he, he passes the ball forward. That's what Cullen does. That That's his speciality. And it's great to have someone who can run in front of, you know, like you'd love to have Knight, Cullen, uh, sorry, Knight, Cullen sitting in behind Knight and Malumbi kind of running forward. And I think Kenny just sees that as his sort of like, that's what I want. A bit like Ida, Parrott and Connolly, you know, that's, that's, that's the, the Holy Trinity. And he's just trying to make it work. Yeah. Um, and I think with Kenny, like sometimes when, when you are a ma- massive believer in philosophy, sometimes you do get blinded by certain things, such as this guy just isn't up to it at the moment for whatever reason. But, you know, it, it's that it's that it's that belief, I suppose, when you're a positive manager as well. You 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 got to be confident in your own ability. He's probably like, I, I, I need to get this. I, I can get this out of him. I, I can. And you and you can as well. Like you, you can do this. You know that that's the sort of that's the attitude Kenny has. You know. Yeah. And to be fair, listen, he got Jeff Hendrick playing. I mean, if you can get him playing, get anyone playing. So I mean, I wouldn't give up Malumbi yet. But no, he's not producing, and he needs to start producing. And otherwise, he is going to fall down a pecking lot. Pecking was, order. It, it was just like as I said, it was it was. I was comparing him to Knight the whole time. Like I remember just thinking, this guy's younger. He's a bit more physically developed. That's all I could think. And I remember thinking this guy was way more hyped up. And like, you can talk about hype all you want, but he was yeah, but way Knight more was, hyped. Knight was, as we playing consecutive football. Yeah. Because uh, let, let's be honest, when Malumbi was back, when Malumbi was doing the business at Millwall, right, he's playing for the under 21s. Yeah. And Mick McCarthy was a manager. But, you know, we, Knight, that would have been Malumbi's time to, to be put in the green shirt, where he had a similar situation with Knight. And through sheer desperation, Derby had to throw him in and, ma- and even made him captain for a bit because they've had to sell yeah. all the players. Uh, they're, they're in the shit in terms of money. So that it was just timing. I mean, timing is everything. And it was just timing for Jason Knight and Malumbi. And it just so happened that at the time when Malumbi was, was doing the business for Millwall and could have done a job in green for the senior team, uh, you had a very conservative manager, Mick McCarthy, just basically hitting it long and just bringing the old, you know, he had Glenn Whelan. Glenn Whelan replaced Glenn Whelan essentially because, yeah, and to be fair to Mick, he had a job to do, he had a year to do it essentially, get us to the Euros by all costs. You know, it's, it's he's unlucky in that aspect and Knight is kind of at the, is at the same stage where Malumbi was yeah. at Millwall and that's, that's, you can't do anything about that, Nick. That's just... Mm. The sliding doors moment, but I, I, I hope, you know, it has to be now. He has to start delivering, and he has to start delivering soon. Uh, you get to start at 24, 25, and he still hasn't delivered, then I think you'll see him playing in League One, unfortunately. And yeah. I and I like Jason Malumbi. I'm a big fan of Jason Malumbi, and I know he can do it, and I believe in Jason Malumbi. Oh, look, look, I know I'm, I know I'm speaking very critically of him, but I, I love him. I mean, I've been calling him Mini Roy Keane for, yeah. Jesus, about three or four years now. 
Yeah, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of his, but yeah. you know, it's just disappointing when he doesn't deliver. So, a couple of days to go until the January transfer yeah. window. So we've a few little rumors that we've dug out from from various scraped, uh, some scraped from some very <laughs> some some very credible sources here, yeah. David, aren't they? You know the um, <laughs> the most credible sources that we can Tony find down the road, uh, Tony. It, you know. Quite literally, Tony down the road, and you know yeah. this person's auntie's cousin kind of thing. But we we've we've come up with a few anyway, and we we have posted some of these in the last few weeks. So the first one is, and I know we've we've spoken about him at length already. So Jason Knight, on so recent weeks, he's been linked with Leeds United, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, and Manchester City. Yeah. I, I I always feel like as as I've mentioned already, David. Very good player, and certainly not the finished article. And he, he is constantly improving. But I kind of look at him, and I think there's still a lot lacking in his game that yeah. I feel a Premier League team would, would take a punt on. Because we, Alan Brown is a prime example, like very God, dominant, poor, very, poor fella. I know he's never safe for me, but very dominant in the championship. But there, there was always a reason he never got hmm. a Premier League move, and will never get a Premier League move. And the one thing I'd say, the Leeds link is interesting because Bielsa is obsessed with fitness, isn't he? He's obsessed with running. He's, he's obsessed with stamina. Mm. And if you look at Knight and if you look at his performance today in shitty conditions and he, he was just able to keep running and he was just able to, to get the better hand of, of the midfield, which wasn't, wasn't difficult against Jason Maloney. <laughs> but I mean, and, and what's his name? Uh, Jake Livermore, another spoofer. But um, <laughs> but He's he's a Bielsa type player, isn't he? Like uh, out, out of all those clubs, then yeah, it's Leeds, isn't it? It has it's to be Leeds, Leeds isn't it? Uh, City is a no go. Come on, um, not like gonna... like like the one thing I would say about City, City yeah. have this habit, don't they, of just signing these random players? And they signed three or four four um, Aussie lads who were like who were like in their mid twenties, and then they just loaned them out straight away. So it's it's like an ownership thing, isn't it? It's, Man, it's... Man City are like a bit like a. A sixteen-year-old playing anime manager with the cheats on back in the yeah. day, basically, and they're just they're just acquiring players, and yeah, it's like you know, come on, it's it's no, just no. Um, but do you think do you think he could be one of those players? Like like some of the some of the lads they get, didn't they get your man Arzani, the the Aussie lad who played in the the World Cup, and then didn't they get um a couple of American lads? He, he's and, got and they just like Jack, they just loan them, they just loan them back out. Like they never they up, never play. It's just end up like Jack Rodwell. Um, was it him? Wasn't that went to? Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, but Robwell was fairly established. But some of these, some of the lads they signed, yeah. they, you know, they, they're they're in the same position as Knight. They're they're young and they're playing mm. at a lower level, or they're playing abroad, and they they yeah, brought yeah. into City just to just to kind of bulk out the squad, and then they end up at your New York cities, your Melbourne cities, or wherever. Yeah, we so. don't know. We don't want that. Listen, you know, he he he's he's pa- quite Patrick Rob- Patrick Roberts is another one, the yeah. Fulham lad. He's he's quite comfortable at championship level. He's playing in a poor team who are struggling, and he's still doing the business. And he's dragging them out. It's actually that actually reminds me of Roy Keane, albeit yeah. a, a, lo- a level down. It reminds me when Roy Keane was playing for um, Nottingham Forest, yeah. um, and just the, across the road. Yeah, the year they got relegated um, from the from the first season of the Premier League, and he was doing everything in his power to keep him up. It's a bit like that. I mean, they're going down not through any fault of uh, Wayne Rooney and not through any fault of um, Jason Knight. Just poor decisions made by previous owners and the current owner. Um, and that's unfortunate. So it kind of reminds me of that. I think Leeds would be good. I think he could um, charm, so to speak, uh, his way into Bielsa's plans. Uh, he likes young players. He, As you say, he likes a running game. He likes good energy. I think you could get him in there. 
give him a little bit of a, you know, on the bench kind of deal. And then, you know, sort of slowly get him in and then introduce him into it. And then make yourself undroppable. Get that, you know. You, you come on, you come on, Lisa Mouser. What about West Ham? Because West Ham do have a history of signing championship players. Like they got Jarrah Bowen uh, yeah. last season. He's been excellent. And they got uh, Ben Rama from, from Brentford. So, like, they do have a history no. of signing championship players. No, 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 no. no. Uh, not West Ham. Sorry. They, they, they somehow he'll end, up, he'll, he'll end up playing for England, Jason. That's what I was saying. Yeah, England somehow. <laughs> you see, you see him come with a tattoo, back with a tattoo on his head or whatever. Yeah. Um. No. No. I, I listen. They let Josh. Listen. They let Josh Cullen go. David Moyes let Josh Cullen go, and they were so angry about that, and the players are angry about that. Yeah. They treated Josh Cullen like shite. And now he, he's doing the business for Andelect, and he'll probably get a move from Andelect soon enough. Like he's probably end up back at West Ham. He could do. Um, they don't have a great reputation. Who's the other lad? Um, the other Coventry, Mr. Connor Coventry. That's the one. How, you know, they, they've been teasing him like, oh, will he, won't he? Like, you know, my, my, my sister's fella, big West Ham fan, and, and he's in with all, like, all the people are attached, like, you know, all the podcasts, like, all the rumours, and you get all the, uh, the gossip. And, you know, there was Willie, won't he play Connor Coventry? And, you know, he was just on the cusp of playing for And then it's just taken away. Now, obviously, if they sign somebody and they buy them, uh, there's a better chance that they'll play them because obviously you're buying them as opposed to somebody coming through your academy. But no, um, he's kind of messed some of our lads around a bit. And they stole Declan Rice as well. So I don't like West Ham. They stole our Rice. Uh, moving on to another one. So uh, Anthony Scully, so playing for Lincoln. So mm. his, his father... It uh, was an ex under twenty one international. He, it's funny because he was raised in England, but he has a Dublin accent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's no, it does happen. Uh, yeah. A new guy had a um, and his kids is like he was born in England, but like he had a bit of a weird Irish English accent, and then his kids it's like Martin. It's a bit like Martin having an English like, accent, isn't it? No, he just sounds like an Essex boy, doesn't he? <laughs> but like Scully, <laughs> so so Scully's playing for Lincoln. So Lincoln are yeah. kind of are kind of floating at the bottom of. League One, they nearly got promoted last season. Banging the goals in though, isn't he for them? So yeah, well, well, he's been injured, so he's only back. I think he was on the bench all, over the weekend, <laughs> and he's he's coming back into it. So he's been linked with. Let me just have a look. So Blackburn, Preston, oh, Jesus, another Irish bar link with Preston, Millwall, and Barnsley. So purgatory. He's Preston. yeah. Well, you'd hope not, but like I, I've watched a little bit of Scully and. Um, I was actually, I was for something separate, I was doing um, a little bit of research for a guy called Brennan Johnson, who plays for Notting, uh, Nottingham Forest, Welsh player, but for something completely separate. And um, a lot of the the reels and the clips that I kind of found, it was him and Scully kind of linking up. And Scully, Scully's excellent. Now, context is key. He's playing in League One, but so is James McLean. So is Will Keane. So is uh, Chidozi Ogbeni, who's, who has been linked with the move away from Rotherham, but no, no one concrete. And you look at Scully and you kind of think if he gets a championship move, he's going to be pushing for the Ireland squad. Do, mm. do you think he's going to, do you think he's going to go or do you think it's one of these where maybe the injuries come at a bad time and it might impact on a move? Yeah. Timing is everything, man, isn't it? Yeah. What, what's, what's the team in the championship he is linked with? Uh, Blackburn, Millwall, Preston, uh, Barnsley. Right, well, he's 22, and yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's 22, and I think he's at the right old age uh, to go. He might not go this season, um, because obviously the injury, so they'll probably wait, and because you're not going to buy a busted flush, are you? So no, they'll probably wait no. till next season, but like, you know, get him in the championship, and he starts banging the goals, that's another option, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he, he's prolific at League One 
level. Kenny gets his hands on him. You know, um, that's if he's Kenny's type of player. Although, you know, will he be Kenny's type of player? Because is, you've you've listed a plethora of League One uh, players. Yeah. And he's you not know, picking him. He hasn't picked him. So he's, one of, he's, he's one of the better League One players. I mean, look, Lincoln are struggling and that could be part of it. But you look at some players, I mean, you look at, say, John Egan, you look at Conor Harrahan. And I mean, they, they kind of started off in League One, didn't they? But Conor Harrahan was actually League Two. So... I think he'll, he he will play for Ireland eventually. I think he's a he's an excellent player, very instinctive. He kind of plays outside outside left and he cuts in. Uh, but you know, hopefully he gets a move. And Blackburn are going very well at the moment, and they they tr- have traditionally in the last couple of years signed a lot of players from League One. So yeah, that could be something, especially if they sign or if they if they sell Ben Barrington. So he, he's be got an to interesting do, one to see. He's got to do it now because he wants, and it's the same with Jason Knight. You got to do it now. Um. To move up a level, because it, Jason I has potential to be a top top player, like yeah. better better than Leeds, sort of. You know, and no yeah. disrespect to Leeds, but Leeds are going to be what bottom half, mid table. Let's be honest, it's just, it's just it's a close shop unless unless they get take another takeover and you start competing. Um, so Scully needs to get a move now to show he's worth something in the championship, play for Ireland, and then you'd hope maybe mid twenties move into the Premier League, and yeah. the same at night. He's what nineteen now. He needs to get into the. Ch- he needs to get in the Premier League and then establish himself in the Premier League and then get a move to a top yeah. team. Scully was an interesting one because when he was with West Ham, probably good he left because again he'd probably be playing for England. <laughs> but he he was playing Prem too, wasn't he? And it was around the same time Aaron Connolly was playing Prem too, and they they were kind of you know they were um kind of in very similar form. So it's uh, he is a guy who could probably bounce back in and get back up there. Next player there, so Deji Sotano. So anyone that doesn't know who Deji Satano is, so ex-Manchester United player. He's from Waterford, Nigerian descent, but has played for Ireland at kind of under-17 level. He hasn't really played at under-21 level or, or any more recent level. So he's yeah. 18. He's he's with Nice. So he was signed by um, Patrick Vieira, who was the Nice manager at the time. And he was linked with Crystal Palace in the summer. A lot of people thought he was going to go, go with Vieira when he... Um, when he joined Palace, but he's been linked with Chelsea, Celtic, and Spurs. So three fairly big clubs for a guy that hasn't actually played any football. No, he's in, played in the last little while. Now he's very young. Like he, he's, I think he, I think he plays for the second team, but he trains with the first team. So yeah, he, he is very highly regarded. He's and, just and turned he's still quite raw. He's just yeah. turned nineteen. Uh, yeah, very set. young guy. Yeah, this is this was a guy that we 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 were flagging up when we used to do the uh, our boys in green uh, thing on the page. Yeah. And he just never played. Uh, he was the fastest player at Man United, I think. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and he felt that the contract wasn't good enough that he that he gave him. Yeah, uh, they wanted him. Him, him, and Odebeku actually partnered each other at United uh, with the the reserve team or the youth team or whatever. And Zatanna, like he kind of plays. He's a striker, come winger, like he's left footed player, and he's one of those guys you kind of look at and you think he's he's extremely athletic. Um, it's a lot of clips. I've 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 never seen him play. I've only seen clips on YouTube. Yeah, he's, he's a very I mean, flash in the pan kind of player. Isn't he played he? fifteen times for under 18s for United, and he's got four goals and two assists, and that's all I can find on him. And yes, yeah. it, it, he needs to. I mean, is he going to go to Celtic and be another Luca Connell and end up in? The, the yeah, third tier Armstrong Oakoplex. I mean, he, yeah. I think I think the best case scenario there is either he gets a bit of game time at Nice, or 
you know, he might drop down to the second division in Nice on loan or something, or or in France on loan, or maybe he goes to Vieira and and goes to to Crystal Palace. You know that that could be something. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's it seems he's coming back to England anyway. Like it, it just seems it's not working out there. But no, I mean Nice. To be fair, um, are second in league on at the moment. So or league league on. A league on, that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? League, league on. on, like Formula Un. Formula Un. Um, <laughs> league on, we're half for the Ireland team right now. And uh, yeah, you know, they're doing all right there. So behind PSG, there's a shock, 13 points behind. Give me, get, here, here's a little trivia for you. Or not on. trivia, but here's a little on the spot question for you, David. And you better get this right. Oh, Jesus. Na- name another player who played, another Irish player who played in France. Oh, Tony Cascarino. Good man. Very good. Very good. AS Nancy or AC Nancy. And uh, he played in the second. He played in. Was it Racing uh, Club or. Oh, jeez, I don't know. No, no, he played for Red Star. Red Red Star or something. Uh, No, it was Nancy. Oh, Marseille. All right. Nancy Marseille. Yeah, he played. uh, He didn't play in League One, though. He played in uh, the second one. It was when he got got relegated. League Deux. League Deux. Uh yeah, so um yeah, that, that's the other lad as well. But there's been a few few Irish lads, has there? Or is it just the two that played? Anyway. Uh yeah, so Satano Satano, um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a big thing made about him. He hasn't done anything. He is only nineteen. Seems he's to think making he, he's not even making the Ireland teams, like the under the underage no. teams. He seems to think a lot of himself, as uh, some of these younger lads. Uh Abadeco was another one of them, and a few yeah. of these guys coming along. Uh these young young books, Aaron Connolly, another one. Uh seem to think they're a lot better than they actually are. Uh I haven't seen anything from this guy, Nick. Uh nothing whatsoever. So yeah. I don't I don't even get to, uh, we, we, he was taken off the Arab Boys in Green. That, that was like slapping the face too. When you're taking off the R boys in green, you know you're in trouble. You know yes. you're in our bad books then. Yeah. Well, not even on our books, are you? So, no. so moving on to the next player there, Jamie McGrath. So linked with Celtic and and Watford during the summer, but more recently linked with Aberdeen. Jesus. He Christ. is he. I I watched him. Um, I watched him against Rangers yesterday. Um, well, sorry, I watched about twenty minutes of him against Rangers, and he was completely oblivious. He, he's really he's really dropped form um and, and he's one i'd worry about like i mean aberdeen like p- people are kind of saying oh he's way better than aberdeen but like i've i've not seen or heard anything to well, suggest he'd he be, he be getting a bigger move than that they're sixth uh sixth currently in uh spfl yeah. uh same here in a ninth in a 12 team league yeah he he was getting i thought he was very poor um outside of the game in Portugal where he was excellent. I, yeah. I, I didn't I thought he went missing. Um you know he was he was really poor in the Serbia game. I he, just he remember, was shocking. Yeah, shocking. I, just, I just remember th- I, I remember being really excited to see him. And I yeah. think like I think even even going back to the time he was with uh Dundalk, even when he was with Pats, I remember thinking if he's on the left hand side of a midfield three, and he's able to just cut in. He's he's very very effective, and you know mm. he just he kind of goes past players, doesn't he? But Kenny kind of plays him as a winger. You know he kind of plays him as a winger, and, yeah. and that's that's think, he's not a winger. I think he gets a free pass. He's going to be one of these players that'll get a free pass for a bit because he played so well against Portugal, and yeah. we have a habit of doing this in Ireland. And oh fuck, I'm guilty of it as well. But you know. It's green, t- it's green tinted glass, isn't it? Because yeah. when, when when we posted about this, when we said, um, when we put the link up with Aberdeen, everyone's saying, well, he's 
he's much better than Aberdeen. And then there's there's another, I mean, the air guide, um, WhatsApp group, and they're all kind of saying, oh, he's much better than Aberdeen and he's he's worth more than this. I, I remember saying to the lads, I said, Okay, so we're looking at him, uh, we're looking at him with, with green to the glasses. Like he scored a lot of penalties last season. Like mm. he and he scored a couple of screamers, didn't he? But he does go missing in games. And a little bit like, as I mentioned, Alan Brown, and a little bit like, uh, maybe not the same as as Jason Knight, because he he there is evidence that he's just constantly developing and constantly improving. But you have to, if you're playing in the midfield and if you want to step up in the midfield, you you have to be dominating for your club and you have to be standing out for your club. And I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say McGrath has no end product, but he has a serious lack of consistency. And, yeah. you know, he's, I don't know if he's not on penalties this season or maybe they're not getting as many penalties this season. But anytime I've seen him this season for, for St. Marin and even in the game against Luxembourg and the game against Portugal and um, Serbia at home, I remember thinking, Jesus, I was like, he's, you know, he's a very technically good player, but he's, he's not, he's not the player that I think no. people are hyping him up to because we jump. We jump on these players very quickly, don't we? Mm. Um, yeah. We do. We do jump on these players very quickly, and we and we look at it from a biased point of view, and we kind of think, oh, because he's Irish, um, he's going to be in in the minds of every SPL manager. He's going to be in the, in the the minds of Celtics manager or Waffers manager or whatever. But but the reality is, there's so many other lads who are so much better. <laughs> They're probably going to be looking at at, at yeah, them over yeah. Jamie McGrath, who's completely out of form. Yeah, it's a bit of a Paul McShane actually if I'm honest where Paul McShane did really well like in, in his first start against uh, Czech Republic he was thrown into deep and oh Christ like we've un- we've uncovered a little gem here we have yeah. and then I was like yeah no no he's really good he's really and then I think we was saying don't you call the man he's actually not I went oh that's harsh Amo you know he's, he's good and it was you know in the star column and then uh, he plays for Manchester United now David yeah yeah he does he does <laughs> um, but then I remember just kind of it's like, oh yeah, actually, uh, he is too slow and he is sloppy and he he, he switches off at the worst part. And you go, oh yeah, he, he was right, you know. So, I, I I hope he pulls the nose up, but yeah, um, I don't think he is much better than Aberdeen. No, and I think uh, look, it's it, it's great to praise a player, but yeah. you know, I think I think we do jump on the bandwagon a little bit when a yeah. player has a decent game. So, just a couple more uh, to mention. So Adam Ida, he's been linked with Nottingham Forest on loan. Danny Mandrew's been linked with Celtic, and today. Mm-hmm. Well, not even today, but uh, last night a link came out from Italy that Matt Doherty could be on the way to Jose Mourinho's Roma. Now, what do you, what do you think of that, David? Well, you said it to me earlier on WhatsApp, and you shared it on a Green Machine page, and then I subsequently shared it on Lanson Road page. I was like, hmm. I, I think to you, I said at, at first, I went, Christ, that's never going to happen because why would he go? Why would Jose? What? Sorry, Jose. He's Portuguese, not Spanish. Yeah. Why would Jose? Um, want to sign him like he didn't, but then I thought, but he signed them for Spurs, and that Spurs project was just yeah. like it was, it was, uh, it was snake pit, it was just lame, it was a lame duck from the beginning, never gonna work. Like, he, uh, like I think Mourinho's playing five at the back, isn't he? For wrong, yeah, or am so I wrong? It's not, a, I, I, fucking, I don't watch series, Jesus, shame on that. you, David. This is your job, man. If, if I ever have trouble sleeping, scouting. if I ever have trouble sleeping. Uh, yeah, scanning for a league that's boring as shit and <laughs> doesn't have any Irish players in it at the moment. Yeah, why the fuck would I watch that? Um, but yeah, I um, personally, listen, it's not outrageous. You know, it's not outrageous. Rome aren't a team they wear. No Italian team um, are the team they wear. Serie A is in the toilet, quite frankly. And Matt Doherty is a bloody good player. 
he's shown that for Ireland. He's really pulled the nose up at Ireland. Uh, Kenny's got him playing. Uh, looking at his Spurs record here, I think since Conte uh, has taken over, I don't believe he's had 90 minutes for Conte, not in the Premier League anyway. Uh, he's played, he played 82 minutes against West Ham in a 2-1 win um, on the 22nd, but uh, on the Boxing Day slash Stevens Day fixture, um, he was on the bench against Crystal Palace yesterday in a 3-0 win. So, although he played could have... He played all right against West Ham, I thought. Yeah, he, I thought he he's, was all right. He's been told he can leave. Um, you know, he probably just played because of squad rotation. Um, you know, I, it's it just I know we I know we've spoken about this loads, yeah. but it just always seemed to be the way it was going to pan out. Because like I said this so many times, but I really feel he was like a, a success of the Wolves product because they they play such a niche this well not now but under Nuno. They played mm. such a niche system and they had, you know, they they Neves and they had um, Moutinho and, you know, they were just pulling the strings for Wolves and they were able to just pick out Doherty if he was overlapping. Yeah. And and he was just a success. And then Doherty had, you know, Adama Traore in front of him and, and he'd um, Diogo Jada in front of him at one stage. So I think when, when he went to Spurs, I think when Nuno got appointed, I remember thinking, oh, you know, maybe maybe this could be a saving grace and he might play a similar style. But that that selection, that that sorry, that collection rather, that collection mm. of players that Wolves had at the time—it was just clockwork, really, wasn't it? And and once yeah. he got taken out of the equation, it it just it just yeah. wasn't really going to pan out well. From no, no, it's unfortunate. Uh, but listen, he's still a good player. And by the way, it wouldn't be—I don't think it'd be a bad move for him because I think a slower league most definitely uh, would suit him because he he'd tear that right side up in Syria. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he's excellent in Europe for Wolves. He, 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 again, listen, against big teams, he's a good player. He's turning thirty um, in a few days' time. Oh, bastard. So, so he's so that that in Italian terms, he's he's just a nipper. <laughs> 30, 31, I think, sort of like you know, you're at your prime in Italy, and I, I think he could do a job. It's not outrageous. Look, Jose signed him uh, initially, so I, I could see it happening. Um, he's been told he can leave. I think he's a very good player, he's technically very good, and he could do the business. He's still good for Ireland. Kenny's got a tune out of him again and yeah it's not it's not that outrageous and i think it'd be good i think it'd be good all around anyone else you think should get a move because i mean anyone we've we've read out there they have been linked in tabloids nothing formal nothing formal at all but but anything there has just been dug out but anyone else in the squad david you think will well cyrus chris he needs a move doesn't he he hasn't that poor bastard who who was also (laughs) who was also linked to roma at one stage wasn't he What did I say? Yeah. Didn't, I, didn't I say? Um, I I said in our WhatsApp group, I was like, oh, um, I was like, oh, uh, Christy will or Doherty will end up at somewhere like Fulham if they get promoted, and they'll swap him with Cyrus Christy and then sell him to, <laughs> yeah, sell him to Roma. That poor <laughs> that poor fucker hasn't played. Um, I was joking, by the way. I was joking, nah, by the way. but he hasn't played for Fulham no. at all. Like he's just on the bench. Like, sorry, he's not even on the bench. He's not even in the squad. So uh, Marco Silva certainly doesn't rate Cyrus Christie, who's also uh, twenty nine, um, and I, I feel bad for him. But yeah, he needs to move somewhere. Listen, he's an okay player. He was one of the best players in the championship uh, yeah. when he got promoted. You know, uh, under under Scott Parker, and of course they just didn't want him in the Premier League, and he moved to Notts Forest. And he he didn't do quite well. I, I do feel bad for Cyrus. He's a good lad. And seems a know, lovely lad, yeah. Yeah. He's a lovely, lovely fella. And I, I really do feel for him, but no, I I, I what don't about, think... what about your pal Jeffrey? 
Well, of course he needs a minute. Oh, well, I don't know, actually. I say that. The <laughs> Newcastle project is just revving along, isn't it? They won like a single game since Eddie Howe took over. Um, they might give him a job doing the Twitter feed. Yeah, he does. does remember, remember the drunken tweet or was it a drunken Once. comment or whatever Which, it was? Well, 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 that was completely undecipherable. Un- <laughs> 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 what the fuck is this about? Yeah, while, while Stardom were playing. Uh, I think yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we were playing Andorra. It was that camp against uh, Andorra, and I think it was yeah. hungry. And yeah, he was just like on the Raz because he say he was hungry. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know where he go really. If I'm honest with you, Nick. Um, there was a... there was an article. Oh jeez, I can't remember. I'll read it out here. I'll cheat now and I'll read it out. But there was an article. It was nothing concrete, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't the transfer rumor. It was just um, some website saying, "Oh, I think oh, here it is." Here, I won't name the source just in case we're not meant to. Um, but they were saying he should go to either Norwich, Watford, or Fulham. Well, wow, that's a bit generous, isn't it? Fulham. Um... If he went to any of those clubs, especially Fulham, Fulham are you know at the top of the table. Good coach Marco Silva hey. needs needs to rebuild his reputation. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd be a great move for him. But oh, broad, go broad. I think. Listen, I think he's got AC Milan, wasn't he? What, well, I, I actually <laughs> do think Serie A would suit him. Yet it's a plodding style. Yeah, um, he'll have so much style. time in the ball. You know, it made Emery Chan look like a world beater. He could do wonders for uh, for for uh, for Jeffrey. Uh, El Jeffrey. Um, what about um? Sorry, just to just just while I'm on him, just because I, I just have the squad open, just to check I'm not missing anyone. But she she like I think um, the, the Rotherham manager say they expect him to that that, that that well what was it that they they think they're gonna get a lot of bids from in January? I, like I haven't heard of anything. Like there's there's been absolutely there hasn't even been rumors about him, and he, he's another who like he's been excellent for Ireland. But I kind of look at him and say like what club would actually take him because his end product. Yeah, you know, can, can often be lacking. He's been excellent. He's been excellent in League One, but you know, for Ireland, I know he scored a couple of goals and he's been full of energy. But but he, he needs to be championship. He, you want him in a championship, really, don't you? Yeah, well, it's the next step from, isn't it? But I, I, you know, then then you look at the championship um, teams. It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be fucking Preston, isn't it? Scrappy. Um, yeah, <laughs> scrappy team like Preston. You know, like a lot like the the top teams, the top teams. Uh, are very sort of like they're, you know, they're technical. They're, they're quite technically like, good normally. Like, like a, I think a lot of people, like they, again, when an Irish player is linked, we just assume they're going to go to the Premier League or, mm. or a better championship side or a top half championship side. But I, I can see him at like, you know, a Nottingham Forest or, as you said, a Preston or a Peterborough or somewhere like that. Like that, that's still development. And he's not, he is like, like he's, you know, he's a big hero. Wasn't there a tweet today of of uh, young yeah. lad for a jersey, which is deadly? But there, there's still a lot that he's he's lacking that would get him a yeah a, a, move, a move that that a lot of us would hope for. He's probably trying Derby. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, look, I mean, Car- a Cardiff for someone like that, I can imagine him going to. Uh, yeah, I think a Cardiff or um or a Bristol or someone like you know or a Birmingham or somewhere like that. Just looking at some of the the, the lower teams, probably I, I guarantee he'll end up at Preston. Guarantee you'll end up a Preston. Look, he's a good lad. He's Great, the graveyard of Irish football. Yeah, Preston Purgatory. Um, you know, not nothing against the lad. Um, he he is. I I I think for for me for Ireland, um, 
he's a super sub for Ireland. He's he's the new Stephen Hunt, and that's where he's at his best. I mean, look, look, he, he went against Portugal, and he wasn't great at the beginning, but in the second half, he 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 grew into it. He, he did adapt. Um, but how old is he now? He's what twenty six. Oh no, he's he's only about twenty four, I think. So yeah, you, you you'd really want him. Um, I, I think he's going to go to a lower uh, championship team. I think he'll he'll go for a press and something like that. He, he's not technically very. His ability is his spark, isn't it? Is his explosiveness? Yeah. He's so fast. He's so athletic, and he he does get into dangerous areas. You know, he's one of those. You hit the. He's a bit like James McLean actually. You get the ball in front. You know, you hit the ball in front of him. And he runs onto it. Um, he's very good at that. But the the top championship teams are more technical now. Your Bournemouth, your Fulham, you know. Um, although they didn't look at today, but uh, West Bromwich Albion as well. Like you know, they're very tidy. They try to be very tidy on the ball. Yeah. They, they failed at that today. You can tell that. But there was poor conditions. So I reckon, yeah, lower mid-table championships team. Uh, but look, as long as he's playing at a decent level, you know, and he's doing yeah. the business for for the boys in green. Well, we kind of, we, we we said this before, David. I mean, a lot of these lads, they just a bit like McGrath against Portugal. Now I know I've kind of said that he was he wasn't great in the last few shit but, all over him yeah, yeah but, but but some of these lads they just they just adapt to international football don't they and even look at look at someone like um try and think of a good example there even like Stephen Hunt you know like average Premier League player but adapted really really well to to um to internationals and you know there's there's a lot of players who you know they mightn't be playing at a decent level or they mightn't be considered a a good player domestically, but it just clicks them at international level. Sean St. Ledger. Sean St. Ledger is a good example. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, 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 the Ireland team is a happy camp now. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're playing with smiles on their faces and they, they genuinely look like a happy bunch. You know, Benny is, um, he seems like a very lovely man, like lovely guy. Um, you want, you know, he he, he's, he strikes me as a sign of very positive, a lot of positive energy in that side. And he kind of strikes me as somebody that will come in and just like light up a room, like with a smile. You know, just a professional, very professional, very professional, lovely attitude, you know, and and I've always said in international football, Nick, as as long as your confidence is good, your attitude is right. um, You know, you you, you, uh, players don't get a lot of time with the manager. You know, they don't. It's sort of like, right, here we go. Bam. This is what we're doing. You get very short notice. And there's that element of surprise in international football. And that's why it can be so open sometimes because players don't get a lot, a lot of time to gel. So spirit is very important. And, you know, you, you want a happy locker room. He's a guy that's going to help create and maintain a, a happy vibe. So you're going to want him in the team as long as he's playing at a decent level and decent form. But look, yeah. Kenny's a very good coach as well. As I said, he managed to get a tune out of uh, Stephen Kenny. I love that expression. Um, Jeff sorry, Hendrick. Not, uh, sorry, out of <laughs> Jeff Hendrick. Um, no, I love that got a tune out of um you know, and Benny's done the same as same again. And I mean, you look at a lot of these guys, they seem, you know, it's a bit like the Mick McCarthy effect, isn't it? When he was getting a lot of players that weren't doing very well for the club, but when yeah. he came over to play for Ireland, Jason in McAteer, yeah. McAteer, uh, um, who was the other one? Um, uh, oh, Kevin Kilban as well. Yeah. You know, he, he got into trouble, didn't he, with his club? Because they're like, why, why don't you play like you do for Ireland for us, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, 
he's a good lad. I've gone off on a tangent there, sorry. Uh, but I, I, I like him, man. I thought that tweet was great, by the way. And that's so important, anyone listening to this. Like, we need to create heroes. This Irish team is likeable now. It's the first likeable Irish team um, for a while. That, I used to get those comments quite a lot. I don't like this Irish team. That's what they would say to me. I don't like him. There's something about him. I don't like him. Very smarmy, very, you know, you're not for me. You're not very good either. But now we've got a few characters in there. Ogbeni's certainly one of them. And you go, I like these guys, lads. Callum Robinson, such a lovely guy, likable fella. And they're good lads and they're honest lads as well. And it's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good for 2022. And not really much else to say. I mean, Martin met Alex Ferguson. Yes. Yeah, he's still he? recovering from that. That's why he, he it's always not here. Probably fainted out that a photograph was taken. If you're not a United fan, just make sure you send your hate tweets to uh, Prendy Rebel at Prendy M. At Prendy M. Um, and apart from that, there's there's not really any more news. We're we're hoping to have an, an end of year awards, David, aren't we? The Greenies. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a bit of fun with that. Uh, gonna get a bit of feedback on that, but uh, yeah, um, we, we we have a few ideas for that. We won't reveal too much. <laughs> we have no. a few ideas. Might be a few libel cases coming out um, <laughs> from this, from Gro- a particular yeah, fella. But yeah, growing to our long list. But look, nothing new there, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So right, we better leave it there because I need to go off and watch Newcastle beat United. Jeez. Um, sadly. So um, yeah, take care, and I suppose possibly back for the Greenies or possibly back for. Another episode, but you know, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Newcastle are winning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Stick that up your bollocks, Nick. I know, I know. So, <laughs> so send your hate tweets to David Dunn. Um, it's actually uh, Lansdowne underscore RD. What is it that Martin keeps sending to old Lansdowne yeah, Road? I hope if Martin's listening, he actually sends it to the right fucking address. Actually, um, yeah. he keeps he keeps tagging me at old Lansdowne Road, which is another page, which is just like. I, I was really jealous. I really wanted that. Um, I really wanted that fucking uh, that tag, um, but it was already taken. So I'm at at Lansdowne underscore RD. Uh, that's that's where you find me. But uh, yeah, Martin keeps fucking tagging me in an old Lansdowne Road. I hope it's you only, listen, Martin. It's the only reason Jonathan Courtney doesn't like you or do, does like you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't fucking find me. Yeah, right. You better leave it there. So again, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So all the best and take care. Adios.